You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. Checkers Podcast. This is your host, Superstar Dre. And I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva, please believe her. And we are here. 13 weeks in. This is episode 13. OMG. And yeah, I just want to check in with you first. Like, how are you doing? Like, this is a wellness check. How are you doing personally? Personally? Let me tell y'all, I work in a school, so my day job is working in a school, and right now, work, it just has my anxiety on a thousand. Anxiety and you in the same sentence? Never heard that before. Oh, yeah, well, she lives together. Oh. (laughs) She's a frequent visitor, and um, anxiety is up and it's stuck. Oh, shit. Just with all these, like, school reopening and the deal, we don't know what they're doing. It It just makes no sense, and I just really wish that... The mayor would just focus on getting kids set up to be successful during their remote learning and try back again in January. Right. It's just like, it's just a lot of pressure, a lot of time crunch. Like I said, a lot of anxiety, uncertainty. Wow. It's just a lot of stuff. So work has me on edge. Um, Wait, tell me if this is times. true. I heard there was like some type of notice that went out to like all the parents to like be more aware of like what they're wearing while their child is like in class tell me if that's true I can't let me tell I know you, you education. I know you work in education but yeah, I'm sure you know education right now is like a real fucking scary place to be <laughs> because with remote like you have things going online like I don't know if you heard like in Florida yes we spoke about yeah, that yes 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 mm-hmm. um, you know the um, she murder murder yeah. during the, the the class call then it was something else that just recently came out to um Somebody else was killed um, while a student was in a Zoom classroom. And so there's a lot of, like, they're trying to, all, all the while, like, the the gaze of, like, Black Lives Matter and social justice is heavy in education right now. Right. To, like, not be racist. But once again, just like the criminal justice system and most systems in our country, they're all racist. Like, right. Even, even education, which is supposed to be, like, the great equalizer. But it's not. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like, I mean, even with my school, like, they're trying to now make it mandatory that students have their cameras on and like part of it is like safety right like the other part is also um also ensuring that like students are doing work Mm. and then there's this like other part of like that's kind of invasive like definitely you know we don't know what student lives like many of our Especially I'm speaking to black and brown students. Like, you know, not everybody has the perfect household. Huh. You might got a bunch of stuff going on in your background. And, you know, you might feel embarrassed. You don't want. Or maybe right. your house doesn't look Up a certain to part, type of right. way. Absolutely. And so, these are tough conversations and decisions to make. And so, education right now, listen. That's it's a shit show. Not for nothing, a lot of people are taking their kids out of public school and putting them in private. Or right. they're moving out of state. 
because New York don't got their shit together. I'm they definitely sure. don't. And like I knew that when I was in school, so thank God I'm <laughs> far, far removed. Right. How about um, you, honey? Everything is good. I actually want to do this new thing where I like share like my Bible notes Ooh. from church on Sunday. I yes. feel like it's a great way to start like the week because this you know comes out on Monday. So. Lovely. Yes. Yeah, so um, most recently, like, a sermon took place. I go to FCBC in Harlem. Mm-hmm. It's on one sixteen. Very mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Lord, y'all, for the Lord. Yeah, so um, a sermon took place recently, and pretty much the word was um, life is 90% what happens to you and 10% like how you respond to it. Mm. So that has been keeping me afloat wow. throughout these past couple weeks in yeah. terms of, like, just... Being in control of my emotions and stuff like that, so I definitely want to pass that on to you guys, but it's been a lot, yeah, but I'm definitely in a great place mentally. Great. For sure. Yes, you're radiating, honey. Yes, yes. I'm giving you guys my energy. Take <laughs> it, take it, take it. Let's just I jump right that. into the check-in. I'm ready to just give you guys episode 13. Yes. It's going to be a great show. I mm-hmm. feel it. I feel time it. Time again. What do we do? We produce. We, we, we give, give you content. content. Oh, my gosh. Time and time again. Yes. Yeah, so, this week, um, special congratulations to Sukihana. Our, sure. Your girl. This is your girl. Suki. <laughs> this ratchet ass hoe. I know I'm going to get married. Yeah. Miss Mama's got engaged on IG Live to her now fiance, Bill. I so she was a coin girl. I thought she was a whore, but apparently yeah, times have changed. Same thing in <laughs> 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 Times have changed, honey, and the whores are getting the rings, okay? See? It was very ghetto. Um, he posted <laughs> her, like, on her bed in front of all her kids on Instagram Live, so... Yes, my friend was actually telling me this, and I was like, I was like, Suki is not engaged. Yeah. And like, yeah, she is, girl. I was like... Even she was saying, like, this is get out. <laughs> Come on, so... She is the get. Okay. With an E at the end. Yeah, get on fabulous. Not even get on fabulous. Um, even I could have sworn she had a couple sugar daddies, but whatever, I'm not gonna... And it was all a lie. In the words of Carly Rae. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, congratulations to Bow Wow. He allegedly has a son. He really he, got a little Bow Wow. Yeah, that he just discovered. What is it with these celebrities specifically? Like, discovered. <laughs> so, like, he didn't know that he fathered this child until the child was, like, a couple months now. And he just found out, so. Well, luckily been tied to anybody so there's no overlap so you know how that goes definitely but i'm just like how don't y'all know when y'all father these children like it happened with chris brown when he had to fucking get a fucking paternity test for um royalty um trey songs with noah and now bow wow with this little boy like and yet that just and that just even speaks to please the issue of the fact that y'all niggas just be raw dogging anything and be going about your life. Nasty. Terrible. Nasty. Terrible. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. Oh my gosh. Um, on the darker side, um, prayers up for David Banner. Oh goodness. Yeah, he was in a car accident this week, oh, and so apparently, good. like, he suffered a concussion. Oh wow. So definitely prayers up to him. Also, um, Monice from Love and Hip Hop. 
That's my girl. She was also in a car accident this week. Wow. Yeah, and you know, like, she has never been one that was mentally stable, so I already know this is going to impact her in a negative way. So definitely prayers up to her. Definitely prayers up to Moniz. Um, This just happened just a couple hours ago of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a.k.a. the Notorious RBG. Uh, She is a Supreme Court um, judge, and she passed away due to pancreatic cancer at the age of 87. Um, People, this is very important, y'all. Very important for so many reasons. Um, She is known, best known for her work in fighting for gender equity, uh, women's rights. Uh, She was appointed as a Supreme Court judge back in 1993 when, you know, Mr. Clinton was in and she has been there ever since. And so this is important for a number of reasons, especially as we look towards our upcoming um, November election. November election. Um, Presidents are able to appoint Supreme Court justices. Right. And so we already know that Trump already appointed some fucktard, some, like, fucking... Right-wing motherfuckers. Yeah, and I, and if I'm not mistaken, he has some, like, sexual assault case or something. Yes. So we do not need him in office to make these decisions, right? Because the Supreme Court, like, they literally are the ones that... Even when when states are like, nah, like, that's legal to do, they'd be like, no, it's not. They hold the power. Okay. Basically. Yeah. And so, <laughs> this this should be another catalyst. Like, please do your research. Look her up and things that she has done. Um, definitely go out there to vote. In November. But, yes. Don't forget. It's imperative that you vote this November. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, but just, you know, rest in peace and, you know. I don't know what 2020 and what God is trying to tell us, but I think we heard you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Time and tell him again. Speaking of Trump, you know he banned um, TikTok and WeChat. That's expected to go into effect um, this Sunday. So it's going to be a big thing. Do we know like how? Like, I wonder, are we going to get <coughs> fined if niggas still use TikTok? Or we just won't be able to access the app? You won't be able to access the app. It'll be banned prohibited from all the Apple stores, um, the Samsung Damn. stores, everything. So all that savage challenge out the window. <laughs> Everything's out the window. Um, yeah, That's it's a big up. thing. Apparently, he's doing this in an attempt to protect Americans from the threats of the Chinese Communist Party. Whatever that fucking means. <laughs> like, we need protection from you. Yes! Like, okay? I want to be protected from you. It's terrible. Like, to you, Red. Wow. And I actually started to like TikTok with the guy who was making the fucking yes, videos. Yes! The fucking, um, the New York summary of, like, the Cheetah Girls and Mean Girls. Regina George is a treacherous bitch. Okay, it never gave bad body. <laughs> it like, never gave heavy E-D-E-M-T. Like, are you shitting me? Like, oh my gosh. Fuck out of here. No, those videos are mad funny. But you know, they'll be able to, like, transfer over to, like, Instagram because, you know, Instagram has like reels now so. yeah I haven't really seen too many people use reels but I'm pretty sure now they will you know the content creators gotta keep creating now so. they will for sure yes, so it's gonna be a big thing um, speaking of big things you wanna jump into new music yes um it wasn't too much new new music 
Um, but we can cover what you like. <laughs> you know. Okay. And that's all that really matters. Okay. Um, Brent released a new single called Dead Man Walking. And Brent is much like I feel how I feel about Brent is how I feel about baby. They don't miss. That song was beautiful. Point me like when do they miss? Yeah, it was really good. He just does it. He's just a fucking vibe. Time and time again. He is everything we thought Bryson was. (laughs) Yeah. I said it. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, It gave, like, audio escape. Like, it just gave me, like, a new world. Like, when I turned the song on, like, it was, like, butterflies and birds chirping. It just felt really refreshing. so light. But then he be saying some slick ass shit and yeah. then like fucking instrumentation and everything with Great it. production. Yes. Time Great production again. for sure. I would love to see him and SZA do something. Or him and Summer. Mm. Okay. Him and Summer with London. Cause we are okay. on the production. Cause we, yeah, cause we already know what she. Okay, speaking of Summer, <laughs> gonna, thank you for giving me nice transition. Okay. Oh, I love Mako. I so. I does this. Yes, I've been doing this since doing it. I've always been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. Hello. Okay, so y'all, I don't know. They keep on disrespecting Pop, the late great Pop Smoke, Can who I we love Pop so much, the Boo. Oh and my god. Disrespecting him and his legacy. Time and time again. It's really upsetting me. Yeah, keep forcing this fucking mood swing song on us. When nobody asked for this. Nobody. There are a there are ten other songs on his project that are way better than mood swings. But yet this is what y'all give us. Constantly. Y'all did not give us Roddy Rich, like hello for the night. Like y'all didn't give us anything. I'm sad. Summer Walker uh, is on the remix of Mood Swings, and I was just not there for her. Her voice was not it. You said it was nasally? She was nasally and high-pitched. <laughs> I would never thought that I would say Summer is high-pitched when this bitch talk. Yeah, nasally got it for me. When I think nasally, I think Squidward, and that's how she signed on the song. Yo, like a it's high-pitched terrible. Squidward. It's terrible. It even like just the fucking lyrics and I was just like girl you don't even talk like this like you be talking about I want to be in my room crying like yeah what it was just I just did not need this like I don't know why they're doing Steven Victor why are you doing this you're not the only one um a fan posted under Summer's Instagram am I the only one who doesn't like it and then Summer responded that she doesn't like it either (laughs) She mentioned that she didn't write it. She was asked twice to do a feature with Pop, so she did. That's the part I didn't like. Yeah, it was very weird, Iki. She said she's going to take the L, and then she mentioned peace and love to him of hearts. So say his name. Like, bitch, do you yeah. know what time we in right now? We got time for you. She is so far gone. I just don't want her to speak anymore. Like, it's always a paragraph of summer. Always. And paragraph just, of nothing. And it's always something that's going to rub me the wrong way. Always. Never <laughs> rubbed you the right way, ever. Ever. Like, you know. I, told you, I do not like that girl. She is not a good, she's not a nice girl. I don't care for her. Just put, keep it on wax. Please. Okay? That's Please. Cool. That's the only time I want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Everything else, ah, ah, ah. Don't want to hear it. Close your mouth. Yes. Close your phone. <laughs> Close your hole. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you know she's back with London. Uh, slat. Of course she is. Mm-hmm. And like, we are not surprised. 
Like, bitch, you just, you told us that you love dating your your trauma. It seems as though your trauma produces some great music, so stay there. Yeah. Like, please save me the fucking melodramatic. Please. Ugh, over it. Anyways. Oh, bendito. Yeah. Also, Black Youngster and Moneybag Yo teamed up, and they have a project called Code Red. Mm-hmm. And through and through, um, I really enjoy the project a lot. Um, it's a project that I will really enjoy more being in Atlanta in the club smoking weed and in my section respectfully on the couches standing on the couches absolutely with specifically specifically with my bottles of tequila specifically 1942 only the 42 okay thanks we deserve you know in the rosé I'm aligned mm-hmm. okay <laughs> yeah, it, just, it just it just gave me it just gave me that and that's it's a, it's a really good project. I love the song, like song lengths. Like it's not too long, it's not too short. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect. Some of the standouts, of course, he has said some, but he also has the remix with City Girls and the Baby. Um, I really like JT's verse on there. The girls are not. I mean, like the timeline is not too big on um, Miami. Miami's verse, but you know she's having a tough time right now with the crowd. Ever since do it, <laughs> like she do it, they up. said she done did it. <laughs> they want <laughs> her dead. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Well, well, I'ma still keep rapping." <laughs> I'm like, "I bet you is." Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so oh, then the other um standout is on um, the song Brain Dead, where he features Ari mm-hmm. and a series of voicemails. The Big Don. The Big Don, the real Kyle sister. You know this is yeah. Girl, we love you here. <laughs> Honorable Checker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, and so um, at first I thought they he had me hyped because he's talking about featuring Ari. So I'm thinking he wrote her some nice shit to to spit. Yeah. But no, she on some voicemails cutting the fuck up. Basically, she's getting that coin. Mm-hmm. From I'm not mad at whatever that. This comes from that song. Because what did Herb do for her? Ain't never put on a song. Apparently, he has like a dick, diss track against her. <laughs> okay, no, no. Yeah. I'm also. He that. said something to the fact of you only fuck hustlers and do you think that millions gonna keep you comfortable? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why every week I'm on the big checklist, bitch. Okay. Like, are you dumb? <laughs> yeah, he's upset. I know your body. Heard you some corny ass nigga because you was just out in motherfucking Tulum oh, with Diana talking about how much how bags many thousand you got. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. Yo, how many but bags I bought you last but week? But you ain't get her that Lambo truck though. Okay. All right. Money not that long. Catch up, my shit. Okay. <laughs> time again, chat. Now, let's get into the checkup <laughs> portion of our show. This is yeah. where we talk about the updates from things that we spoke about in the past. Yes, y'all. Revisiting. Um, first, I want to talk about the versus battle between Patty and Gladys. Yes, the aunties. Really quickly, it was just great to watch. I feel like I was watching grown folks talk. <laughs> it was definitely a grown folks conversation. Absolutely. It was a grown folks event. And I was the just... The best of the best. Okay? Yeah. Y'all saw Miss Patty there with the LV trucks. Y'all saw her there with the red bottoms. Mm-hmm. Y'all bitches' red bottoms ain't never looked like that. Not that flawless. They be Perfect. scratched up. 
<laughs> her glass had a glass. Period, pool. My favorite moments when she was telling the fucking prompto, give my lyrics up on that screen. Did you see when she said period, pool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Patty, why are you doing this? Patty like, you are so there. ghetto. <laughs> like, Patty is up there. I love Gladys and her, sh- and her little, you know, bedazzled um, suit? glitter suit. Very like, passe. Yes, like, I love her energy. Like, how she's like, she just spoke to me like my grandma. Like, she reminded me Aww. of my grandma a lot. Um, yeah, it was definitely only a small portion of the songs. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Only a small portion of the songs that I knew that I could get jiggy to. Hello. But it was good just to be there. Like, you know, like my parents was really cutting up, child. Okay. Okay, because my parents was born in the 60s, so this is right up their alley. Yeah. Or whatever. But um, it was definitely like they were singing. Okay, we singing down. Okay, like Gladys had to stand up a couple times to be like, you can only hit this note if you <laughs> up. Up. Okay. Okay, y'all bitches don't be up now. Right. That's the problem. See, fucking Summer Walker be sitting down. Into the mic all the time. <laughs> you know, we want to hear real notes. Singing from her nose. Mm-hmm. All the goddamn time, child. And they were like chatty. Time. You did tell me that they were chatty. Yes. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were talking down. They. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my favorite moment of them chatting was tell them talking me. about Brandy and Monica and telling them to get it together. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And. These are grown women because other grown women can't even say nothing to them. Period. Yeah, Monica, you know you were still dead ass wrong for how you showed your ass on that person. <laughs> Nobody forgot. I didn't forget. You are. A, no. I did not forget. I did not forget either. Then she got the nerve to ask why we call her Gunica. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> time and time again, you've showed out. Please. Consistently. Like, come Keep on. Down the door and smack your shit. Come on. Okay, come on, please. Keep please. it on the playground. Please, please, please. But it was definitely refreshing to watch. She was talking about their kids and how this one loves to bake and how... Patty got a flip phone. <laughs> I was like, bitch, how do you get in contact with your... <laughs> a flip phone? Yeah, I could tell Patty be having like three hour conversations all the time. Oh, that's easy. Stamped on. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Mad calm. Easy, easy, Just easy. talking about bullshit. Like... How was your son? And I know you have grandbabies and a tour that happened in 89. Like, Child. a whole bunch of shit was happening. But it was definitely refreshing to watch. And also to, like, see the celebrities in the comments was definitely something yeah, it was definitely special. Good vibes. Yep. I was aligned. Um, you know, we gave Travis Scott the big check for his collaboration with McDonald's a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And look what y'all niggas done did now. I had no idea it was just a regular burger with fries, a Sprite. Specifically a quarter pounder. And barbecue sauce. <laughs> was it me or did I feel like this rollout, I really thought that this nigga was inventing a fucking new burger. A whole new burger. Like, I thought he was giving me something new. I thought it was going to be a toy at least. But it's like a $6 combo, essentially. Basically. Which is cute because like i mean uh, i don't know actually to be honest because the regular quarter quarter pound of meal is probably like eight dollars anyway but let me tell you something i feel like this is really proof (laughs) that like our culture black culture like there's ways to monetize off of it and like the influence that we have over masses because people across over blacks because y'all niggas gonna buy anything hello it was a fucking run but it wasn't just blacks I will say (laughs) the only thing I 
Sky posted that she got it and then she posted like five minutes later that she wants to throw up. Like terrible. Yo, I Oh my gosh. Like no, some of the pictures of the burger like all jokes aside, some of the pictures of the burgers that I've seen, like I'm talking about like bun sliding off ketchup on the floor. Like, the fucking burger looks undercooked. Yeah. The fucking pickles look fucking ran through. But it's like what the fuck? I first of all look at like what it's supposed to be because a lot of these pictures I didn't even see lettuce or tomatoes on the, on the burger yeah it was given basic cheeseburger not for McDonald's <laughs> I'm sorry y'all got some motherfucking nerve y'all shit last time I ate McDonald's I was drunk and I threw it up five seconds later so never again <laughs> for me it's enough for me though yeah um apparently he was Travis was also fined $200 for having failed to obtain an event permit for having 200 people show up at a McDonald's in Downey, California. They could have so, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> $200 for Travis. Do like, you see what's happening right now? Come on. But what I will say, too, like, I didn't know he was so influential. Like, Travis Scott. It speaks to these whole, like, wannabe, you know... We kind of talk. I think we talked about this. I don't know, but we talked about these like Soho niggas, like with the ASAP mob, right? Right. So he kind of speaks to them who are like now. I'm gonna speak to like at least like in my like age. A lot of those dudes now are like creators and like want to be producers and want to be right. like fashion. Very urban outfitters, right? <laughs> That's the vibe. Yeah, but, like, they want to be, like, they want to do their own clothing brand now. He speaks to that demographic Mm. a lot, especially from what I see with, like, the black men that support him and love him. Yeah. I I was never really into Travis. But with Travis, too, what I'm noticing, he has, like, a large white following. Oh, yeah. Like, it's giving very much... Basically. It gives, like, very, like, rock star. Mm -hmm. Hip-hop rock star. Yeah. It's very weird. You don't see his cover arts on his fucking albums? Like, I don't even pay attention to Travis that much. Me either. You know, honest. I love Stormy. I love Kylie. Not so much Travis. <laughs> love the girls, but... Yeah, I feel like he gives good ad-libs. It's me! That's about it. Yeah. Um, he also... His braces are taking me out at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they go in and out, you know? Right, like, right. I'm We're good and I'm not. Episode. Yeah, you know, so... <laughs> But we can't. We're we we doing great, though. Oh my gosh, that last episode, I could not. I know, but you were still pushing through and giving it I was content. trying, like, sacrifices. But <laughs> Travis apparently has merch coming out for his company, Cactus Flea Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's gonna be like McDonald's inspired merch. 
So it's gonna be a big thing. I actually love one of the sweaters. Now y'all niggas make 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 McDonald's fly. All y'all motherfucking vegans. You know it's gonna be on stock X. Like it's gonna be sold out. It's gonna be mm-hmm. all gone. But I really want one of the sweaters. That was like, <laughs> like it's go. really. And I can only imagine what the price point gonna be. It can't be too crazy. It's McDonald's. Like that's giving budget friendly. No. No, nothing is giving budget friendly these days, right? <laughs> I even need though. Um, we'll see. Yeah, speaking of seeing, I told y'all we'll be seeing Selena often. Selena Gate continued this week because she was no, spotted. She better be getting security so that way nobody <laughs> sees her. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, her, girl. Selena um, was spotted in Phoenix with NBA player Kelly Oubre. I know you're a basketball fan. I, okay, I haven't watched basketball in two years, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know who this man is. You're not aligned. Sorry to this man. Don't know this man. But yeah, um, she was spotted with Kelly. The gotcha gotcha is Kelly has a girlfriend who he's been posting up and down <laughs> on his Twitter account. So, tell me y'all so, bitches, don't, please don't post me. Imagine, <laughs> imagine her surprise when she woke up and got the news. And you know she got that news. You know. You know that came to her front desk. Hello. Coffee spilled right over it. It's there. Yeah. Speaking of coffee, um, Odell had some coffee and woke up and addressed oh. the shit rumors from last week's episode mm-hmm. of Selena Gate. And basically, he was saying, like, it was the funniest shit he's ever heard. <laughs> he's never heard that type of rumor before. Out of everything that he could have said about him, he was just shocked and <laughs> surprised. And he found it super funny. So, he took it like a champ. Yeah. Hopefully, he wins I mean, a champ. that's not going to stop him from fucking bitches. It won't. Yeah. He's still though. Like, let's be very clear. Yeah, there are some rumors about him now, but scratch his neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, speaking of problematic, let's talk about 6ix9ine. Your favorite person. <laughs> he is. So I strange. love 6ix9ine. So confused as to why. I think <laughs> it's because of his um, connection to my queen, the one Nicki Minaj. But yeah, um, so 6ix9ine did his first TV interview since leaving prison. <laughs> and he sat down. Because with, the shade room wasn't enough. That wasn't TV, you know? <laughs> like, he needed fucking nationwide eyes, you know? He needed that. So he, he went sat. To my home girl. Does he see a homegirl? Yes, I love me some Lisa Evers. He sat down with Lisa Evers on Street Soldiers, which is on she Fox 5. She always got her fucking ears to the streets. I guess. No, I... she do. No, no bullshit. All jokes aside, like, she is known for dead ass covering, like, hip hop, like, shit. Mm. Like she covered like Chinks, Death, and um, who else? Um, she did something with Joe Budden like back in the day when he was like on drugs and and stuff. So yeah, so she's well versed. You know, she got her card. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and the sit down in the previews that I saw. Um, six. I want to call him Six. (laughs) I think you call him Daniel. (laughs) Daniel. Or maybe Danny, since you guys are acquainted. Danny! <laughs> Danny spoke about how he contemplated suicide. And it was very Never in fucking National Suicide Prevention Week, child. Ooh, that, that was clickbait. He's so smart, that Daniel. Um, hopefully it's not a game, because like I can actually see him thinking about the idea of suicide, given the whole world's against him. Including you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being purposely 
sweet quiet <laughs> I really cannot I, I this is one person I really cannot put my bias and my opinion aside, aside for? for because he just makes my skin crawl okay so you okay. lead the way okay Yes, so you may not like what I'm about to say now. Um, He mentioned that he felt as though he did the right thing. And he also mentioned that he's happy and he accepts the things that he's done. So he's sleeping with a baby. I want to know if he's going (laughs) to accept what's going to come. Like, that's the thing. You can accept what you've done. Accept what's going to come. He has no choice. You know, like I mentioned, life is 90% (laughs) what happens to you, 10% how you respond. He's responding with his head up. So I Mm -hmm. really do um, clap for... Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he also, like, posted because... We mentioned last week he got blackballed and a bunch of rappers were jeering him and making fun of him <laughs> and doing oh, all these things. Doing some cyber bullying. Yeah. He posted the stats and basically he posted um, people who weren't blackballed and the likes of Lil Dirk, Trippy Red, um, and somebody else was on that list. And they basically sold like. 1,000 um, pure records, um, 2,000, 10,000, and he sold like 20, over 20,000, even after he was blackballed. So, know, the more he keeps comparing himself to other black males, this is gonna start rubbing me the wrong way too. So, he better just stop. I feel like he, he was mostly a clap back, you know? Whatever. I don't care about this man. Yeah. Daniel. Listen. I'm wishing him the best, but we'll, we'll be watching. Also this week, Tamar. Oh, child. Yeah, this gets a little dark, a little eerie. <clears throat> Tamar is really taking a lot out of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's really... Like, like, I really want her to just be on a journey. Like, I want her to just... I don't think she can. I still haven't watched the, the show. Have you? I, I did. I saw the, um, the first look. Mm-hmm. And I told you when she sat down with Mona. Mm. Mona's the devil. <laughs> All right, but Mona is the devil. Like, I have, yeah. So, this week, as far as like Tamar goes, there were leaked messages between Vince and mm-hmm. who's Tamar's ex husband, yeah. baby daddy, and Herbert, yeah, and Herbert, mm-hmm. and her ex boyfriend, ex boyfriend, David, David Adefeso. Um, in the text messages, it revealed that Vince was not happy with David because he threatened to kill Tamar. And also, it was a whole thing about, like, David texts Vince to come get Tamar's stuff. It was a lot going on. Bob's, though, from the jump, though. Why are you texting my ex-husband? Yeah, apparently he thought they were friends. Vince woke him up and said no. We're not friends. Um, David allegedly tried to um, commit, threatened to take his own life over the things that Tamar did to him. That's a nigga's go-to. Yeah, I just feel like it just get it just gets really messy because it's like suicide is being thrown around, mm-hmm. um, abuse is being thrown around, yeah. the cops is being thrown around, and all I'm asking, where's her fucking child? 
Yeah. Um. Hopefully he's good. Yeah. Trina recently had like. Can't uh, stand her. Really? The sister. Ugh. I don't mind her. Um, yeah, Trina Braxton recently sat down on FaceTime with Vivica Fox, and she basically mentioned that they all want to speak out on what's going on, but Tamar wants to be in control of her story. She wants to be able to, I want to say control the narrative. Yeah. But given that fucking David is just leaking things, it's kind of hard for them to do that. And Vivica also mentioned that, too. And um, Trina basically said that it's best that she keeps her opinions to herself because it won't be pleasant if she speaks on anything. So it's definitely a lot going on with Tamar. Um, Apparently, there's, like, some type of tape out of, like, audio surrounding this case. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not listening yeah, to that. Yeah, I definitely did not tune into that because I'm like, I don't... Listen, it's enough. It's too much. Too yeah. much. Um, let's talk about Masika. Update on her. Now she's going back and forth with her um, landlord, David Wintraub. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, he's some type of executive over at um, VH1, and he's in connection with... Um, one of the shows mm-hmm. the shows that Masika's on I think it's Love and Hip Hop and basically he sat down on a podcast and he called Masika the biggest garbage can human being <laughs> disgusting lying scam artist and a low life person <laughs> apparently David rented out a home to Masika on a basically like a lease to own sort of scheme and a lot of these really stars are doing some dumbass shit because they ain't got no coin. They live in check to check. Yeah, and he spilled her beans. Oh. Apparently, she attempted to buy the house but committed fraud. She decided to use the um, COVID-19 moratorium to commit the fraud. Uh-uh. And yeah. Y'all are going to hell doing stuff like that. Um, he mentioned how she was on social media posting <laughs> monies. <laughs> Shopping sprees and riches. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was backed in like seventy thousand dollars in rent. Like he, she owed him seventy five thousand dollars in rent. Um, he, and apparently, she held the house hostage. However, you do that, and she fled the house like last week. She sold the washer, dryer, cameras, TVs, and a whole bunch of shit. The sad part about this is like. <laughs> wash it and dry it out of a home that's not yours it's crazy <laughs> you're really a sick ass individual i know um the sad part about th- about this is that he brought up her child Ooh. yeah he said um kari barbie who's fatty bob's daughter too is a bad child and how she is just super bougie and another sad part is that he basically was saying some this is a white man mind you he was saying to Masika, you're going back to the projects <laughs> and all these things. Like, it was just really all in all. Just But nobody said nothing when Stevie told Jocelyn, I'm going to take you back to the strip club. <laughs> Masika's not really from the projects. Oh. <laughs> That's the part. Like, so it's just really I'm fucked up. And, oh, like, Lord. she basically had her lawyers. She lawyered up. One thing about Masika, like. She's a smoker, which is why I never understood why. The that. only fans thing. That's why I got in her ass the way I did. Like, because like you knew better. Like she's very articulate. <sighs> like she was really built for the celebrity shit. 
she don't have no coin. So <laughs> it's a sad song. It's a sad song. Um, she laid up and she basically played the black card and she was like that. This just contributes to the fact that he is a bigot. He's a racist. I'm aligned though. So yeah. So all that happened. Um, speaking of babies. Baby Gate continued this week. Lord you know, God. we spoke about Lil Baby and his two baby mothers, baby mothers, yeah. Jada, Jada and Aisha. And so one it, thing these two gonna do is beef. Period. Tell you. It this wait till you hear what this is about. So apparently it was Jason's birthday. Jason is the oldest child. Mm-hmm. He turned five. Jada planned a party for Jason. Jada Wada planned a party for the other Aisha's son. Right? Lil Baby, I guess, was the host of the party and didn't invite or acknowledge Aisha. So... Cutting up. Yeah. Aisha threw her own party for Jason and Lil Baby didn't show up. Yeah. So it's just getting really weird. Um, The kid looked like he had fun at both parties. (laughs) As a kid should. Right. Um, he performed at Aisha's party. He was, like, rapping. He looked so passionate about his rap. Aww. Yeah. Um, two kids. Him and um, Offset has a son, I believe, called Cody. Yes. Yes. The passion's there. Yes. Yes. The passion's there. This is, this is like, when artists look back and they be like, oh, I've been rapping since I was four. And this is what they literally, need. Literally. Yeah. So. They need to give it up. They need to stop it. It's just I'm tired of them. At this point, it's just definitely weird. Um, um I do want to speak on um you know, it's been I wanna say over a hundred and maybe like fifty days and yet Brianna Brianna Taylor's killers murderers still. are not arrested. However, Louisville Mm-hmm. The city of Louisville, Kentucky, has settled with the Breonna Taylor family in the wrongful death settlement and has agreed to pay $12 million to the family. We know that there is no, there's no dollar amount on a black life. No matter how much we've seen this time and time again, these um, civil suits and these settlements and these payouts, and while that it's great because it'll help in a number of different ways for their family it doesn't bring back Brianna and it doesn't bring back the fact that she was killed senselessly senselessly right. wrongfully and the fact that her killers are still out freely Running and around, are not being held accountable. Running around getting fucking cakes and Red Bull and Publix. Like. Right. Um I do wanted to read a little bit. It says as part of the settlement the city agreed to establish a housing credit program as an incentive for, for officers to live in the areas they serve. A.K.A. people in our neighborhoods should be policing us, which is something we've been saying since the beginning of time. Um, it also, the city has also agreed to use social workers to provide support on certain police runs. Once again, not every fucking dispute or disagreement or situation requires police to be present and police should have more social justice more social work um background and experience in fucking de-escalating situations and not you know heightening them 
Mm-hmm. And requires commanders to review and approve search warrants before seeking judicial approval. And it's a bunch of other things. But that one um, specifically stands out because the whole, one of the big, like, holes in this whole Breonna Taylor thing is that it was a search search warrant issued, and it shouldn't have been. At least not for her oh, wow. residence. Um, for a number of reasons. And, you know, they tried to be like, oh, but I didn't approve it. This person approved it. And blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, um, like I said, no dollar amount brings back a black life. It's just terrible. Like, she could have been someone who was going to be a fucking billionaire in the fucking world, you know? Exactly. And I just feel like on top of all of that, too, like, money comes with trouble. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like it's going to create issues within the family, too. Because, like, who gets the money? Da, da, da. Like, this person's going to come up. I'm broke. Like, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, but so, hopefully they do something. I do have faith that, like, her family and friends. I watched a, a little Hulu mm-hmm. TV series about this case. And um, just seeing how, like, her death really... I mean, and this is with all the deaths, but just getting more information about her case and her story, like, of, like, how instrumental she was in so many lives, like, directly in her community. Right continue to say her name until her killers are brought to justice like I don't want them indicted like just indicted I want them convicted like you killed her yes. for no reason you, you you guys do not have a reason you're a murderer yeah that's that on that so period um and now let's get into our big check portion of the show Ooh. for those of you who don't know this is where we talk about people who check, earned check, 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 check. who earned a big check yeah but sometimes people, the people be on him they, they earn a big uh, check this is true we be putting scammers on there too sometimes you know <laughs> <laughs> to all audiences yeah so people who get a big check okay yeah so, I'm giving my first big check this week to Naomi Osaka. Yes. She won the U.S. Open. And mm-hmm. as you know, like, if you win that, you get a big check. Yes. Specifically, $3 million. Okay? And so, she's young. Very young. She's with fucking YBN Corday. What? Yeah. But he goes by Corday now. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, she... They're together? Yeah. You're not aligned? You're not aligned? I am! I like Corday! Yeah. Um, Naomi won seven matches, and she wore the name of seven black people who were killed. Period. Because of police brutality. One being Breonna Taylor. So, it's funny that we just transitioned from Mm -hmm. speaking to that. Definitely giving a big check to her. Like, she is, like... I feel like she's... I want to say she's the next Serena Williams, but she's the first Naomi Osaka, you know? Mm, That's definitely. how we're going to give that, okay? Um, I'm going to give my big check, one of my big checks, to Miss Tracy Ellis Ross, honey. My girlfriend. Yes, she has recently inked a overall deal with ABC Signature. Ooh. Um, so essentially, she's expanding her relationship with ABC. You know, she has blackish and mixedish. Um, and so, under this deal, essentially, she will, um, under her production company, Joy Mill Entertainment, um, they will basically be producing content across all platforms. Um, I'm, this is a really good I feel like this is something that we speak about I think from week to week about you know 
we've spoken mainly about Netflix, like really getting the black creators, but mm-hmm. y'all know it. Y'all, y'all know what's going on. People are getting aligned. You, you better catch up, mustard for real. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, let's get into one of. Oh, child. I want to say like a. I want to give it like a checkpoint, but it's not really like a checkpoint. So I've been watching Girlfriends like since it premiered mm-hmm. on I believe nine eleven. Yes. And like I've watched the show like growing up, mm-hmm. like literally like after school I would come home. And literally, like, put my TV on, like, the local channels because that's when... All the shit was on. Okay. (laughs) And I watched it as a child, and I just watched it because, like, it was black people on the TV. And it was like, okay, like, let's see, like, what they're doing. And, like, it just became, like, something I would watch. I don't feel like I fully understood, like, what was going on. Same. And now, like, as an adult, I'm watching it. My big-ass age. (laughs) Hello. It's triggering. Everything is triggering. Everything is, like, a fucking... Like, I want to talk about it. A Mm -hmm. deep dive. I want to dive deep. Yeah. So, you know, like, my mind, especially, like, at this age, super analytical. So, I'm watching, like, the girlfriends. And I'm, like, analyzing, like, all their personalities. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like... Are these healthy relationships? <laughs> like, you have Joan, who's like the core friend. Yes. She's like the one who actually like through and through is a good person. Great career. She's a lawyer. Um, she owns her own house. Um, she's just a stable bitch, and yes. she just has it going on. You know, you know, toes. down. So it's her, but then she doesn't have a man. Never got initially, but then she starts like. But even the men that she goes for, they all have, like, issues. Like, if you're going to just at me, just at me. Oh. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> like, Did I do that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. So you're Joan? Essentially. <laughs> okay. So let me go on. Let me okay. see, like, if you would identify with anybody else. And then you have Tony, who's her best friend, who's basically, like, a narcissistic, um, egotistical Ugh. Bitch, through and through. She's a real estate agent, so her money's not stable. Mm-hmm. And she just looks down on everyone, and she just feels like she's the best thing. Since motherfucking sliced bread. Basically, right? And she's kind of like a leech, too, like when you think about it, because she just like relies on Joan for so much. Mm-hmm. Then you have Maya, who's like this complacent hood booger. <laughs> Who she had a baby young, now she's a secretary at a law firm. She's disrespectful. She doesn't. She undermines her fucking authority. <laughs> her boss is Joan, by the way. <laughs> through and through. You get me, like, <laughs> bitch. You know. <laughs> and then her baby daddy is a fucking um, baggage handler at a fucking airport. You know. So it's just like. But they got Benzie though. Mm-hmm. She wasn't flying anywhere. Well, she had a baby. That's- yeah, but it's just like Joan being this lawyer. Why are you friends with your secretary? And you get me. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. looking at it from this painting the scene. And then you have Lynn, who's a freeloading whore <laughs> with a whole bunch of degrees, <laughs> who can't get a job, who don't want to get a job. And we know those. <laughs> Hello. We know those. Hello. So. 
Like, I guess the checkpoint of the week is healthy friendships. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just feel like throughout even the seasons that I've watched, like, I'm on season two right now. Okay. It's constant issues with Joan and her friends. Like, literally with Tony. Tony um, had this boy who... Tony likes rich niggas. Like, she's a real city girl. Right? But I guess, like, in college, she got caught up on a broke nigga. Terrible. Terrible. So she basically, like, ended up with this surgeon who fucked her on the first encounter. No condom. She ended up getting chlamydia. So now she doesn't know. Ladies, this is not the way to go about it. Right. (laughs) So now she ended up, like, after she fucked the surgeon, she fucked the, um, the artist. So after she got checked and she realized she got the chlamydia, she didn't know who give, gave it to her. This is really a, this is really some shit that really be happening in college. Yeah. So then she like gets caught up or whatever. Joan ends up like snitching on her, letting um, the artist know that yeah. she's with the surgeon, and then she's she gets mad at Joan. You know. So like throwing through like it's just even that, and then it's fucking Lynn freeloading constantly. The timeline has been comparing this to Insecure, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I can't really speak. We can definitely revisit that later on because I haven't started girlfriends. Girlfriends again. Right. But to speak to healthy, I think girlfriends is the girlfriends definitely walk to Insecure can run. That's one. Yeah, that's one. But I think <laughs> definitely one. I, I think. Um, girlfriends is a lot more raw in like gritty when it comes down to a specifically like I'm gonna speak to like black female friendships yes and those dynamics because it gets weird it does and it and it gets very weird very quickly um I don't these dynamics and these I think a lot I think what I'm feeling is that the the common thing here is that there are no boundaries yes. within any of these friendships. None. With these girls. At all. There's zero. Zinch. And this is why every episode it's something new. Yeah. It's a it's it's somebody exploiting somebody else's boundaries. Mostly Joan. Like you know, and it's like And Joan is just there taking it. Just taking it. Like, like eating it. At up. one point she even goes to therapy because of her friendship with fucking um Tony. Mm-hmm. And I get to a point where, like, she couldn't even have, like, an independent therapy session. Like, Tony joined in on the session with her. And I'm just like... It's like, bitch. <laughs> but what, like, really made me, like, question, like, or made the checkpoint, like, healthy friendships is, like... Before I even get into that, like, what is your definition of a healthy friendship? A healthy friendship, I, um, for me, is... And this is what I take to in any relationship. Um, a healthy relationship to me, period, is a relationship that reciprocates growth, right? So, mm. like, we're both growing. Um, not necessarily saying that, like, we have to have the same ideas and things are aligned. But, like, even when we don't, like, like for instance, me and you, like, we we talk and some, some things we have different ideas and different perspectives on but we push each other to you know dive deep yeah and then we agree to disagree yeah agree agree to disagree um i think also boundaries is also important like i'm i like to consider myself essentially a low maintenance friend like i don't like 
I can be with my friend every day or I can see you once a month or I can see you every three months. Right. Or I can see you twice a year. Right. Right. Um, and then also communication. Um, I think within any relationship, you guys have to find like how how do you guys best communicate? Mm. Like, is it on FaceTime or is it like, you know, y'all text better throughout the right. day or is it like a phone call once a week? Those sorts of things like help to keep healthy relationships and friendships with my friends. And open communication. Yes, open communication right. for sure. Definitely. I feel like to me, um, a healthy friendship definitely includes like support. Especially at this age, um, I would say boundaries for sure. Um, respect, a hundred percent respect. Absolutely. And at this age too, like vibe is very important because I feel like, like even while watching Girlfriends, like I feel like even with the relationship between Joan and Tony. Like, they were friends since, I want to say college. No, since, like, elementary school. Because mm-hmm. Joan mentioned that she, she was her first friend, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like they got to a point where, like, they like outgrew each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like... And that definitely happened. Yeah, and I feel like that part... I'm glad you said that, that. That definitely happens. I feel like that part is, like, super essential to, like, know, like... In any relationship, friendship, like, when to understand, like, what's going on within the friendship. You know, mm-hmm. like, when the vibe is off. Yeah. It's okay for you to, like... Split. Totally fine. Yeah. You know, and I feel like... Sometimes we often, like, I always speak about, like, me not being friends with my childhood best friend. Right. And I'm like, for so long, what kept me in that friendship is because I'm like, oh, but I've known her for so the long. time. Right? right? But, like... The whole time, like, we were growing apart. Hello. Like, interest changed, like, the vibe. Like like you said, like, the, the vibe just wasn't there. Right. And so then you end up falling out over something so small, but it's just because y'all you really... You grew apart. Yeah. And, it's, and I feel like that's one thing that I want to highlight, too, like, in terms of, like, healthy friendships. Like, knowing when it's okay to walk away from the friendship. Absolutely. You know, because I've, like, even been in situations where... Like, I'm around someone, and I'm, like, noticing, like, changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm feeling different when I'm around them. Mm-hmm. And I'm ignoring those signs in the name of we're still, like, great friends, and I'm remembering, like, the past and the great memories that we had. Mm-hmm. But through and through, like, I'm not feeling the same. Yeah. You know? So it's being able to, like... I feel like in being in a healthy friendship or for yourself... Being aware of your feelings, doing, like, that self-analysis to, like, know your worth, you know? And, like, I feel like in the case of girlfriends, like... Essentially, just know the type of company you want to keep. You want to keep, yes. So, like, sit down and, like, figure out, like, what... Because you know they say, like, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are? Now, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on, come on. You feel attacked? Don't be doing that because, you know, I, I had a couple friends that was hoes. A hoe. You know, love them to death. But listen, you just because I'm friends with them don't mean that's reflection to me. But that's what they say. I don't I don't always think that that's necessarily true. <laughs> I would say so because, like, like, 
for, for instance, like our friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Like we both, we met in college. Mm-hmm. Like now we have like secure things going on in our lives, mm-hmm. right? And I just feel like we can have a certain conversation versus someone who I went to high school with who didn't go to college. You know, like mm-hmm. let's say I met someone, became friends with this person in high school, graduated. They they're not aligned with me anymore. Yeah. You know, like there's a certain level of growth that took place like in college yeah. for me that separated me from you. Yeah. You yeah. know? So in that sense, like I agree with the show me your friends. And on top of it too, like I've even had like conversations with my friends in terms of like what do you see yourself doing in like the next five years, you yeah. know? And like even some of the responses are like you know, it's alarming, and it's like, like you know, <laughs> and it's good that we had those conversations because yeah. it kind of like made those people who I consider my friends like actually think about that, mm-hmm. like have that internal assessment to say like, hmm, I never thought about like, you know, and like start putting plans into effect to actually achieve something mm-hmm. in five years, you Absolutely. know. So it's like, let's say I wasn't, I was friends with someone who was just content being whoever the fuck they are right now yeah you know that that doesn't help me in no way like i'm trying to achieve goals and you're just coasting Mm -hmm. you know so i feel like that definitely matters you know i feel like i'm talking in circles now but no but i think i think what you're speaking to is just a growth of like in every relationship like it should be a give and take of stuff of like of like we are pushing each other to yes to, to grow to, to, to grow and it's like grow it can be so many things it could be you know getting a better job and you know getting a bigger bag or like right. whatever the case may be but it could also be like hey I recognize that you've been dealing with this childhood trauma for quite some time like hey I'm supporting I support you in going to get help right. And going to talk to someone. Or even having a conversation, like... Or, yeah, or you know? different different things like that, so... Definitely. You know. So, I want you all to, like, just do an internal assessment on, like, the healthy friendships that you currently have or don't have. And just start making some changes. Like, I feel like... I'll let y'all bitches know right now. A lot of y'all not really friends. That's true, too. Period. That's like, true too, and that's another thing that I wanted to get into the healthy <laughs> friendship Ciao. thing mm-hmm. topic. I feel like a lot of people aren't friends anymore, you know. Oh. But they they're holding on to that we've been friends since, just like Joan and fucking Tony. Mm-hmm. Like we've been friends since fucking I elementary. But she's rubbing you the wrong way. You're rubbing her the wrong way. Y'all not connecting like how y'all used to. Mm-hmm. Let it go. It's totally fine. Let it go. I promise you, like... Before... And let it go to where a point where it can be, like, still amicable and, like, on some cordial shit. It doesn't have to be. (laughs) Oh, shit. Because let me tell you something. I had to let a few people go this year. (laughs) A few people... From even last year, to be honest. And it's not really amicable. Like I said, it's no beef, but it's no chicken. Hello! (laughs) You know, like... And I can honestly tell you, like, I'm okay you know like I'm not like but that's more of an internal thing too though of like you being because some people hold on to things right but like so cause I feel like what are you holding on to like especially like you know, I don't know niggas be big mad bitches be big mad I'd be like 
the fuck out of here. Like, but you see, like, you're carrying around that fucking weight of being mad. Meanwhile, that person is fucking living their best life. Like, you cannot be mad. Listen. This is what I learned, too. You need to learn to accept an apology from someone who will never apologize. I've been talking about, if this is, this goes hand in hand, wow, we're getting so off topic, but this is going hand in hand. You speak on it. With the fact that y'all bitches, when y'all be done with this toxic ass and you be like, no, I need one more conversation for closure. No, you don't. You don't. Write it down it's, and burn it up. It's really bullshit. And that's something I had to learn the hard way of like, keep wanting closure from someone. And I'm like, no, I just want them to lie to my face. And then I want to be like, because they said these things, it's okay for me to still be here. No, you don't need a final. I don't think everybody needs a final <laughs> conversation. Totally off topic, but well, let's do a little dive. So I have been one to go back for a final conversation. But we're totally off topic. But. <laughs> I want you to get, like, my rationale behind it. So, basically, like, I was in, get like... a journal. <laughs> <laughs> get a journal. I was in, like, a situationship, and I knew it was nothing serious, but I clipped it. And in hindsight, I look back, like, why did I clip it, you know? And, like, I feel like those feelings weren't there. Mm-hmm. Like, when I look back, mm-hmm. the feelings of why I clipped it. Yeah. But once I had the conversation, the feelings came back. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's why you did that. You know? So, I understand the final conversation, for sure. But let's get Listen, back to the topic, If you don't apply, let it flow. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the motherfucking big check, though. We just really took a crazy deep dive. It doesn't matter. Oh, we did. Welcome back to the checkers, <laughs> y'all. Okay, back to the big checklist. Let's run through this shit. We got a couple people on here. So I'm giving my next one to Obama. Yay! You know Michelle 44, and 44, 44. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you know Michelle's book becoming um, Michelle Obama was mm-hmm. like a whole thing. Now Barack is um, he announced his memoir, A Promised Land. Let's be very clear. That's going to be a big thing. It's coming out November 17th. Up and it's stuck. I need it for my coffee table, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm crying. Friends, get a line. <laughs> get a line. I'm screaming. You to, did you get your bag? I told you my bag is not coming. I told you it's going to come before January. It's sometime between December and January. Oh. I had to pre-order. Anyways, okay. while Drake continues to bring up my past trauma in ordering a bag, I would like to give my big check to I I love this man. I love this man. I don't know much about him, but I know him. Oh, Clemens. Yes. Um, he is collaborating with UGG. You know bitches love UGG. I'm bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I am the bitches. Oh, Lord. And let me tell you, Wednesday night he posted this these promo videos mm-hmm. announcing the collab. It was on, like, some furry... Well, this one was giving me 2000s. This little black bedazzled Ugg and Telfar um, shirt and had some little fuzzy a fuzzy sweater and like you know it's just very um I loved it even furthermore like I thought this was I found this to be like right up his alley because Telfar is like unisex and so Ugg yeah. Ugg give, give, gives that and so you already know this is about to go crazy it really is also congratulations to Telfar for receiving CFDA's 2020 accessory 
Top's Designer of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big thing. You know, CFDA is like the fashion Grammy. Yes. So the fact that he won ex- Accessory Design of the Year just goes to show, like, the Brooklyn Birkin, it's occurring across the nation. Okay? So. Um, while we're talking about entrepreneurs and, like, black fashion designers, um, Jisoo Woo. You know him? Yes, you know I got me some shop shop so real. <laughs> okay. I got me some stuff. Well, now you'll be able to go to the store. Jisoo recently opened a Brooklyn location. It's About that damn time, because y'all got stores everywhere else but in New York. You know, New York is really expensive real estate, so Ooh. it's... It just really goes to show that he's really getting a big check for mm-hmm. him to open a location here. Yeah. Um, it's in Brooklyn, specifically... Specifically, it's located on 152 Manhattan Avenue. Brooklyn, New York, 11206. I think it's Williamsburg. Oh, okay. Cute. If it ain't here, it ain't gay. You want to talk oh, about your y'all people? Y'all already know. Already, yo, honestly. Okay. If the gear ain't here. It ain't okay. there. Okay. Tia, they collabed um, a streetwear brand, um, black owned. Um, they have collabed with Carmelo Anthony to launch his new um, initiative, which is Stay Mellow. Um, and it's a it's called Stay Mellow Propel Program, and it supports black creativity. Um, and essentially, they presented um, on Instagram this past week some 3D digital like catwalk art of um, as a part of New York Fashion Week. Oh wow! They had like seven designs, and um, I believe the theme is a black future. Um, and so this is a very good look. Like Tia, like I'm gonna tell you, celebrity. Like I'm talking about celebrities. Yeah. Really being they shit. Yeah. Like. It's I'm not a big talking thing. about the IG models and the baby mamas. I'm talking about celebs. It's a big thing. Um, so shout out to, like, I'm really, and like, this shit is so dope. Like, I wanted to get like, that hat, but it's right. sold out. Oh, you want I've the hat too? I'm trying to get a hat too. I want the one that has like the NYC. Yes. The Yankee. But, yeah, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the game, Ted, ain't there. Because you believe, like, we're actually, like, in fall right now. Like, it's actually break outside. Like, I'm it's static. actually brick. I took my AC out. Yeah. Hello. You need it. I'm in a crew neck right now. So, across from you. Like, it's really crazy. I'm in sweats. You know the vibes. Oh, my gosh. Um... But yeah, I'm giving my honorable big text to... I have three people in oh, mind. Geez. One is Cartier Carey. Mm-hmm. He's a little boy. Um, he raised <laughs> a bunch of money over the summer mm-hmm. and bought 22,000 diapers and gave them out to single parents Aww, locally. That. So definitely he's getting an honorable big check because yes. his whole summer was... Raising money to buy pampers. <laughs> like, come on. Um, Doing God's work. Yeah, literally, like, it was crazy. Um, but also, I'm giving one to Nicole Lynn. She's an NFL NBA agent and she's also an attorney. Like, she's already about a coin. She recently inked a deal with Stars to develop a female sports agent drama and a hip hop yes! anthology series, which will be produced by 50 Cent. And the power team. Yes, and did you see that 50 Cent, the first series that they're doing is covering 50 Cent in the game's beef. Wow. Interesting. It's a big thing. Nicole Lynn is definitely getting a big check. Um, My last one, you know I'm trying to move to Atlanta. 
my five-year plan is to go to Atlanta. I'm stamping on that. Jesus I'm claiming it in Jesus' name. I will have a house in Atlanta. And maybe it'll be in this little city that's being created. So, 19 families in Georgia, east of Macon, in Wilkinson County, they bought 97 acres of land. And we couldn't get off 40 acres in a meal. Honey. Shit is great. Yeah. They plan on building a small city that will be safe. That will be a safe haven for black people. I love that. So, it's definitely a big thing. Um, 97 acres, like... I could barely afford a fucking apartment in New York City. Like, come on. Please. <sighs> um, and now let's get into our checklist portion of the show. And let's just say divorce is in the air. That's how I'm going to start it off. Do you smell it? Uh-oh. I don't know. Like, this is supposed to be, like, cuffing season, not divorcing season. It's so backwards this but 2020. it's like... You filed for divorce. You filed for divorce. You filed for divorce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's start with... I'm going to let you lead with this one. Like, mm. it's a lot of activity. Great, because I had so many thoughts on this. I know you do. Um, You know, me and my conspiracies. <laughs> so, Cardi and Offset divorced. Woo! Woo! <laughs> finally. <laughs> like, everyone... Like, the timeline was like, yes, Cardi's finally free. Or Cardi finally left him. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... When are we all gonna, you know, come to realize that like Cardi had no business marrying him to begin with? Yeah. If you ask me, <sighs> I believe that Atlantic, her record label, pushed her to marry Offset. Really? I think that. Oh, this is one of your theories. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Getting into yeah, this is I have no facts on any of this. Okay. But I do think that she was a new star. Rose to fame. She was. She got lit really quickly. Really quickly. You drop your first album and you reveal that you're pregnant. Yeah. Like shortly they're at like you know what I mean. So I just because they got married secretly like we didn't know mm-hmm. until months after. I really think that they did that to like as an image thing. Really and though, like I feel like she I, she's a stripper. She's illiterate. Like, none of that gives, oh, like, <laughs> she's going to have a baby within wedlock, you know? No, but I but I can still see that, you know, I was having this conversation where Cardi has always said that I would never fix my teeth, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, once, once you start getting to the back, like, it's appearance. Like, you make right. money. Like, that's what it is. I mean, granted, am I saying that they did not like each other and love each other? Sure. Was it marriage material? No. I feel like she However, really they loved did him. last a very long time. Three right? years. Yeah, that's not bad. I feel like she actually loved what's offset sign? <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> I want to know. We really have to stop doing this mid. <laughs> mid- <laughs> so I offset think, is I, a fucking Sagittarius. A and, terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and Cardi Which is a Libra. Makes a lot of sense. I feel like both of the, both of these signs, Sagittarius and Libra. They're both re- relationship oriented, so I don't think this was a forced marriage. Let me tell you, all I based see, off Zodiac, the way he was motherfucking hiding her, his phone when Cardi was entering. Oh, was playing a game. Please, that would make he cheated on her one too many times. He probably did. It was over it. Like it, it, it becomes redundant. Yeah. Like, and I mean, there's there's reports. Um, so let me tell you my conspiracy theory. Okay. I thought that she was gonna do this whole divorce thing. But she wasn't going to actually divorce him. It was just something for the press. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we gave her 
I've been checked a couple episodes ago because she signed a deal with OnlyFans. Oh, yes. So I thought that she was going to come on OnlyFans uh-huh. and speak about it. Yes. I was wrong. She, she went on Instagram Live mm-hmm. and she basically mentioned that they got a divorce just because she was ready to get a divorce. Like, it wasn't because of any bitches in the past. He didn't get a baby on her. Um, a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah. She denied and she basically which, just which said she, she was ready to go. Which she will. <laughs> which is like, honestly, it's very interesting. This is why you gotta stop idolizing these motherfucking celebrity relationships because just the, last month or whatever, they was all hockey key family. Matchy, matchy, culture, culture. You know, y'all was all up in arms because Offset got his daughter a fucking baby Birkin. All type of shit, yeah. right? They have been very much so a family unit. I think he's been trying to show her that he's which a is, better man. Which leads, which is like, honestly, you were just ready to go, but why were you ready to go? Why? I feel like it happens. Because basically, like, I'm taking it back. I feel like this, there's something to be said about these relationships where these bitches really don't be liking these niggas. Because she spoke about, like, when he first started to pursue, pursue her. She did not like him. She did not like him at all. He grew on her. Yeah. Grew to the point of marriage and a baby. <laughs> and nobody grows that much. <laughs> I, I get your theory. It just doesn't make sense on paper. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Do I think... Do, do I think that they generally have feelings for each other? Yeah. Like, of course. They loved each other. Think, I just don't think it was marriage, though. I don't think they were ready for marriage. It, I think well, there was some young. type of pressure there to, to marry. You think pressure? Oh, the baby was probably the pressure. Yeah, like, it was some, the baby, like, the it baby was, was probably lot, the pressure. Like, I think it was some other factors there that applied pressure for them to fucking want to marry. Like, Do you think culture was an accident? Possibly, right? Possibly. Yeah. That happens. Who knows? You know, nigga be cheating, make up sex. You know how that shit go. Yeah. Like, whatever. Well, but, she's a love child anyway. Mm-hmm, love a child. Nonetheless. Um... Cardi doesn't have anything to be worried about. Her song WAP is number one <laughs> in the U.S. and also on the worldwide chart. So mm-hmm. and she's fine. Meanwhile, fucking Offset being photographed taking pictures outside his shoes. <laughs> like it was just so dumb. Now I'm like, what do you kill the photographer who did oh, that? Yeah, to you? I know Offset is gonna be downward spiraling. He's gonna be seen with a bunch of bitches. He's gonna be. It's gonna be another kid. Here he has like the same four. Same as we seen him with before. Mm-hmm. Batty G and M. Yeah. You know where they go. L. A. Yeah. Something is up in L. A. We didn't even get to talk about that. Oh my god. It was a fucking race to L. A. Last week. Every bitch, every fucking scammer, get money nigga was on their way to L. A. And I want to know what y'all did. I want to know what's going on because they're still out there. They've been out there for a month. They in the hills. Like I'm seeing Ooh, I'm saying hills, give me something. Hello <laughs> I'm seeing everybody poolside looking like, over views. Like if y'all in Bella Bassett then just say that then. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's giving. Like, it's, it's giving. Oh no. It's but, giving. But yeah, I mean well from the reports though, Cardi wants us to be super amicable, like, you know, she's not putting out any negative and honestly I think that's the best way to go because these things can get very messy and she's already like a target anyway with media like you know how that goes spinning headlines or yeah, whatever mama's is and I think that she cares I mean she also is very aware more so of like culture and like in her upbringing and what she's gonna go through having Cardi as her mom and so having this out in the atmosphere please child yeah, like, you know but- 
I'm sure Offset will be a good dad. Like he's Absolutely. always with his kids. Absolutely. Cody, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking I, of, what, was, what do you see for Cardi? Like as far as like romance, like I feel like because she don't pull a Nikki. <laughs> don't do <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. Nikki's in a good space. But we won't talk about her. Mm. But I feel like for with Kenneth, uh, huh? She's in a good space with Kenneth. Yeah. Okay. She met her husband when she was 17 in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> While he was up north for a body, she was known for her body. Like, it's a whole thing. I know. Please. And, and like, I don't know why she wanted that circle to come full in that way. I love it for her. Like, we're going to talk about She's her. just a ghetto-ass bitch. Anyway, I don't know, but... I feel I, like Cardi's a ghetto-ass bitch, too. Yeah, so that's what I see for her. A regular nigga? Yes! You, you might be right. You might be right. I don't know. I don't see her, I don't see her dating another slip. Cardi... She got so big so quick, and I really like not to. I don't want to bring up this. I'm not gonna bring up this girl, but like I don't see her around many celebrities. Like I don't. Girl, I don't see her. That doesn't matter. I'm going to be a better woman <laughs> starting today. Oh my god, that's all. I'm really wondering. Um, but like I don't really see her like in the industry thing. Like, I don't think that that, that now, excites her. Now let me tell you. Now I'm actually afraid for her because Cardi has always been someone who like she's not really built for this industry and it shows like through her replying to every headline mm-hmm. with IG live and I feel like Offset was kind of like her buddy you know like yeah. he was like her yeah you know even he wasn't all the way trustworthy you know like fucking a blind man could see that you know like <laughs> hello but I feel like he was other than her sister like someone who's on her level yeah and like gets it like he's For been sure. there since day one I don't know but she might gotta do the whole billionaire route she might have to I just feel like it gets a billionaire you see, you see what Eve did you see what Rihanna did well, we gonna talk about Rihanna Eve and we gonna talk about Rihanna so Rihanna stay tuned her billionaire goals Stay tuned because we're gonna talk about Rihanna. Oh, she, she's not the person. <laughs> you wanna talk about um Princess yes, and Ray so J? On the other end of Toxic. Oh Jesus. On the other end of Toxic. Yes, fucking Princess Love woke up one day and realized that she was getting a divorce. <laughs> That's not funny. Yo, imagine scrolling on your fucking Instagram and seeing that your man is leaving you. <laughs> like, nigga, what? After you tried to leave him. On the conversation. You see? <laughs> and this is why I'm telling y'all. Y'all do not need to go back and have a final conversation with these niggas. Because you see what they do to you? Raise your hands, shit. Mm, this is the same child. nigga that pushed her in the pool. <laughs> could have been a lot worse. It been, she could have broke her foot. Mm. Yeah. Nigga said Ray J is he then gonna do an interview. So yes, Ray J has filed for a divorce from his wife, Princess Love. You know, they have two little kids. They kids are so fucking cute. I think that like the all in all, I feel like the in these two divorces, the universe put these people together to have those beautiful kids. Culture is beautiful. Oh my god, absolutely fucking princess and Ray- Melody, beautiful. This what was the last boy's name? Adorable. He looks just like Melody. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, this nigga gonna go sit down with E.T. And they ask him about the divorce Not or whatever. E. And he's over here like, I haven't had a chance to sit down and think about it. Nigga! <laughs> I am gone with the wind. <laughs> yeah, and so essentially, um, he kind of 
gave the whole amicable approach as he well. He gave, he talked to God about talked it. Talked to God. Like, you know, come he just on. wants everyone to be happy and everyone to enjoy life. And he hopes that this can help her smile more. Princess is. And help her enjoy who she is and enjoy her life. You know, sometimes it's the best thing to do. I don't know. I feel like with Princess, like, she's always been, like, for some reason hung up on Ray J. You know, like, in her eyes of things, like, I feel like she really thinks this is the love of her life. Because she went through hell and high water for those fucking kids and that ring with fucking Ray J. Like, he did her bad. And they were married for four years. Wow. He did her real bad. Like They were just a mess. Like, whatever. He supposedly had land- had left her stranded in fucking Vegas when yeah. she was pregnant. He was out cheating. It was just a whole bunch of... Like, the last two years of them just got really weird. And at first, I was thinking that this was just all content for fucking love and hip-hop. But I don't know. But, I mean... Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not shocked though cuz like I said Princess Love and, and Ray J from the very beginning like the family didn't even like you girl like you knew where this was going. Yeah, Brandy almost fought her like, like and Brandy don't fight. Brandy didn't like you. That mother is nothing to play with. She is nothing nice. Period. <laughs> not nice, you're rude. Okay. <laughs> but Ray J is a Capricorn. Princess is a fucking Leo. So. Oh my goodness. Capricorn men are nothing to play with. Uh, you know, I have a couple friends. They're and also. They will weird. drag you through for my. <laughs> no, like, they are also <laughs> literally Satan's toenails. Low key sociopaths. <laughs> Low key sociopaths. But. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. And they really think that they're right. All, all the, the time. time. Which is why he did what he did. He talked to God about it. So we know, um, Nini will not be returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta season 13. She won't be cashing a Donald Trump check. No, baby. (laughs) No, baby. I can't believe. I don't know how. I don't like that. Let me tell you something. I watched this show and Nini was (laughs) a part of the foundation. She's legendary in that sense. I'm not going to take that away from her. The infamous pulling of the wig. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, that was Sheree. Oh, that was Sheree. Oh, yeah, that's what Nini was <laughs> Nini never touches anybody, which is quite surprising. But I would say, like, she was a part of the foundation, and she, um, I feel like, you know, we was talking about, like, growing apart. She grew apart from the show. Because basically, like, the new bitches came in, Kenya and Portia. She can't stand none of them new bitches. And she can't hold a candle to them. <laughs> like, especially Kenya. Like, Kenya's fucking mind. <laughs> oh, baby. Yo, that bitch right there is... That's my favorite character, by the way. And as far as, like, looks and stuff, like, Portia's giving the looks, like... Yeah. And I feel like, all in all, like, they took the value up. Like, those are the bitches that pulled up with the fucking... Kenya had the Bentley, Portia had the Rolls Royce, fashions, breaking. Let's be very clear though. Nene gave the girls catchphrases, content. That's what I said. The foundation. I didn't take that away from her, but I feel like they took it to a new level where. Yeah, but Portia and Kenya some new money hoes though. Let's be very clear. I'm not taking that away from her, from you, <laughs> but the show right now where it's at. It's in a different place. It definitely from is. From where Nini brought it to. Yeah. You know, and I feel like... I don't even be knowing how, how Candy's still on there. Candy... Candy's a puppet master, too. And also, too, like, she's not really, like, a 
Like, I can't really remember anything that Candy said that stuck out or is like... Ever. Ever. You know? So she's like a background character, but her storylines are always like interesting. Yeah. She always has like a business going, family, mm-hmm. kids, all that. Yeah. But as far as like Nini goes, I feel like... Because basically, like, there was a couple seasons that she wasn't on. Yeah. And those seasons are when Kenya and Portia was able to, like, really rise up. hmm And then she came back, and she just didn't fit. Yeah. You know, like, she was constantly, like, outcasted, and it just didn't work anymore. She would complain, and she would leave. Like, and, that was her constant thing. So yeah, I feel like, and, and we know that, like, Nene been going back and forth with... Um, Bravo about her signing contract track and all this other stuff. And yeah. Also, like in the last season with the reunion, she essentially left halfway through the reunion. And that's what she's been doing for the past couple seasons that she's yeah. been on. Yeah. Leaving scenes like <laughs> she's difficult to work with these days. So like I totally understand like why she's leaving. Because <laughs> 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 Mimi's really that girl. She really, is. and then and I think that's something to be said too. Like people get comfortable. <laughs> You know what I'm, And we spoke about this with the whole Tay thing. Yes, yes, yes. People get so comfortable. And it's like, you shouldn't... Like, I don't even get comfortable with you. And I know you, this is a passion project. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm making sure, like, I'm showing up. I'm getting agenda done. I'm giving you energy. We are showing up for each other. Absolutely. So when you stop showing up and you become difficult to work with, people don't want to work with you. And you can't be replaced. Yeah, you I think Nene had that thing of, like, I need I'm the and yeah. I'm OG. And here we are now, like, low-key, they probably didn't give her a fucking contract. Because everybody else got their contract, remember? And she was the only, way back when, we spoke about that. Mm -hmm. So low-key, they probably cut her loose, and they want to remain amicable, so it's Nene not returning. Yeah. And so Nene fired, so... But Nene, girl, listen, get a podcast or something, child. I will listen to you. I don't know, like, I feel like... In 2020, like, she has really given me, like, cheesy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's outgrown. Like, it's kind of weird because before, when we were, when she was, like, on the rise, like, mm-hmm. it was just so, like. Ooh, child, get over. <laughs> you know, it was genuine. Like, it wasn't really, like, forced. Yeah, but now, now she has, like, glamour aesthetic to her. But, like, she's still, I don't know. That, that bitch she, is just funny. And then she really be getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> like, so it really just comes off very weird. And, like, in your big age, like, how old are you? <laughs> like, she's really the type of bitch I would sit down and ask her, like, how old are you? <laughs> like, you know, so. forties. Hello. Hello. Uh, she's, like, in her 50s. Probably 60s. Like, Not 60s. <laughs> <laughs> but, nonetheless, I do love Nene. And it will... It's sad to see her go, but I'm sure she'll find a way to... Oh, she's 52. Let's see. And she's a Sag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's definitely... I know she'll find a way to get a check. Um, Mimi is no stranger to a coin. She lives in the rich side of Atlanta. I aspire to be there one day. She lives in a fucking country club. Like, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But, um, speaking of housewives... Um, my girls, Portia and Kenya, these are my favorites from the show. Ciao. They went at it because basically people are saying that we said it too. Portia is using Portia Pox. What <laughs> I told y'all that she's using the Black Lives Matter movement for her storyline. 
Paul and Yanny Luther Smith. But Yanny doesn't have a job, so <laughs> this is really like a fucking extracurricular activity for Yanny. But um, Kenya basically put eyes under a comment that said like Portia is using this for a storyline. They went back and forth. Portia said, "How dare you?" Da, 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 da. So we'll definitely be seeing like how all of this unfolds on the show. So. I'm excited to see and you that. you know that them two girls can't stand each other, child. Period. Like, that's another thing. Like, people that don't mesh. Oil and water. Portia and Kenya. Like, Gosh. terrible. Um, while we're in Atlanta, let's talk about T.I. Expeditionally. Yeah, he was expeditionally charged <laughs> by the SEC for fraudulent cryptocurrency scheme. Um, apparently, T.I. offered and sold Flick tokens on his social media accounts, falsely claiming to be a Flick co-owner. I don't understand. He encouraged his followers to invest in Flick Co. He had, what um... What the fuck is this? It's like some new Bitcoin type shit. See, that's why I gotta keep it on playground. Yeah. I don't know. I'm keeping my cash app, okay? Mm-hmm. Cash app, mustard. Yeah. Um, thank God. God was with T.I. this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was able to settle with the SEC, and it came with a $75,000 um, fine. Mm-hmm. And he was also... Oh, my gosh. Tongue braces. Oh. <laughs> he was also... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in the episode. He was also banned for partaking in this cryptocurrency market for five years. So he can't even... Like, nigga, you got money. Why are you doing that? You know, the part about having money is maintaining it. And so I guess this was like... This is giving me Forex, though. Basically. Basically. And I see what's going to happen? Yeah. Don't don't worry. All y'all little bitches and niggas doing Forex, y'all day is coming, too. Y'all going to be making socks in jail. Y'all going to be making my motherfucking license plate. (laughs) (laughs) Supreme fucking press. Okay. Y'all going to be making my fucking Victoria's Secret underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Shitting me? Okay. I ain't got time. Speaking of not having time, Supercent did not have time this week. Oh my God. Lewis! Mother went crazy. Lewis! <laughs> come to the Chuckers podcast, Lewis. Please. How come are to you the going table. to get here, Lewis? You ain't got no car, Lewis. With what mic are you going to speak on, Lewis? <laughs> Supercent, let me tell you. Yo. I, and I'll covered her much here. I didn't even know about this bitch. I knew she became a millionaire and yeah. it was like heavily praised because she's really like self-made. But Girl, other than that, up? I have no, I don't have a blues clue. But let me tell you something. Oh my God. So Supercent and her um, baby her, daddy. Yeah, her baby father are split due to cheating. He was caught messing around with underage girl. Child. Uh, it was, it was uh, please. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so this all started when her ex, well, her baby father, right. made a post on the Instagram story. He said, "For years, I've let you, I've let you make others others think I was cheating on you." And he goes on to say, I've never, um, I hate that it's coming to this, but you're doing whole shit out of spite because you're still mad at me, love. You know, niggas always want to add the love in it. Um, there's one thing I'll die behind or do life behind, and that's my daughter, and you know that. Oh, boo-hoo, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a tissue, Lewis. <laughs> How are we going to buy a tissue, Lewis? Lewis. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, then he goes on. He goes on to be like, I don't care about your personal life, but just have respect for yourself and your daughter. And he insinuated that essentially Super doesn't spend time with their kid, and that he could take her and mention taking her to court. And that is what got Super up in his stuff. She because she aired this nigga clean the fuck out. out. Like, got him saved as Leah dad. You don't even have no ID, Lewis. Like, uh-uh. You know, like, she just really done him in. And um, that's all I got to say. Like, Lewis better keep it on the playground. Yeah, Lewis. Um, like, so, y'all, I was on the shape room. And I was um, seeing, you know, I just love when I discover new people. Okay. And so I saw this young woman, Sarah La Morena. And she is like the biggest hit out. Like she's like super big because she is a black woman mm-hmm. singing with the mariachi band. Oh, I've seen her. She is everything Amara La Negra wanted us to believe she that was she like was. Singing down like a cafe or something. Right? Mm-hmm. She was singing down. A viral sensation. She's she been is. doing this for a while. I yes. Heard. Okay. And um, she had this video back in August that went viral. I'm aligned. Right? And then I just did some more research about, like, who she actually is. And so her real name is Sarah Palafox. And she was raised in Mexico by adoptive parents. Oh. Right? What a story. And, um... She's you know, actually she, black. Yeah. She's African-American. Wow. And, um, you know, she always grew up um, around music and um essentially how what she said was that um i grew up around mexican music and in mexico they had music on all the time going to the store there was music walking around outside there was music and in the church where i actually started singing and so she says once she became super comfortable with who she was she ventured out and started singing mexican music and um this girl if you have not heard she has a voice she blows I will say, like, that's just, like, how God do. Like, a black girl singing Mexican music, and she was adopted, raised in fucking Mexico. Like, it's even more, like, exciting to see, like, l- other Mexican artists and Latinx artists really support her I'm, as well. I feel like now is the time. Now is the time You know y'all for, Latin folks love deny y'all blackness, child. Yeah. I feel like now is the time for anyone who has, like, a weird quirkiness that doesn't necessarily fit the box of mm-hmm. what it used to be now's the time for you to like come yeah, up so I just wanted to give some shine to her because I feel like this is what Amara La Negra was going for but the afro she, was in the way when she put in the fake the little pluff to make her afro bigger and the fact that she keeps referring to her skin all the goddamn time um but you know when real talent appears it naturally just takes off. And the bimbos go away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. shout out to you, Sarah. So, let's go down to Chocalusa. <laughs> Chocalusa. Okay. We, we have a little bit of P-Valley talk. Um, so, this week, K. Michelle basically went on live and was boohooing because apparently she was supposed to play Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So, she said it was between her and the actress that now plays Mercedes and... That role was fitting for her. Kind of. Kind of. But I, I, just like don't, I don't know how I feel about Kay's acting ability. Never though. seen her act in my life. Except for a damn fool. And is that loving hip hop? 
shake the table. I don't know. That was it. But she was complaining. Um, Big Frida comforted her because <laughs> Big Frida was supposed to play Uncle Clifford, which was also very befitting. That hole would eat. Mm-hmm. Period. I want to go to um. Where's Big Frida from? No love. I want to go down there, Mardi Gras. I want to see what's going on. Even though they look dirty as fuck. It's the trenches down there. With them fucking it's beads, ghetto. like y'all nasty ass hoes be fucking shaking y'all ass for beads. <laughs> no, it's titties and ass. Maybe sucking dick for beads. <laughs> There's a lot of strange things going on. Uh-uh. Yeah, no mom, but I want to see it. Like all about life, I want to like see these things. It's fun. That's on TV. Have mm-hmm. you been? Yeah, I've been in Nola. <sighs> you do everything before me. <laughs> Let's go back again. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> But um, also, we found out that Miss Crickletta Crickletta, <laughs> before she became Miss Crickletta, she was actually a print model. She was on boxes of perms. She was on boxes of perms and <laughs> texturizers. She was, on, and she was on motherfucking cream of nature. A whole bunch of shit. I ain't mad at that though, though, because that's a little cute, cute little coin. Hello? So is that? Hello? <laughs> Come on. Put into the big checklist. <sighs> Maybe. Honorable. There you go, girl. Yeah. Give you your flowers. I'll give you a sticker. Um, you want to give your stickers to Kanye because oh. he's crying for it at this point. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, crying. Kanye did what Kanye does. Goes on another rant. On Twitter. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm just so jaded by so many of his rants. But there was that, just so much content, too. Like Yes. But also, it's just like, I'm so jaded because I actually... The message behind this rant, like, I was aligned to as well as, like, ownership and, like, artists owning their... Their, their masters. Their masters and yeah. stuff like that. So I'm so aligned. Here's my issue. I always have an issue. Is, Me too. <laughs> That's what we're here, the Checkers Podcast. Yeah. Here's my issue. Kanye only wants to rally black folks together when it's beneficial, beneficial to, to him. him. Thank you. That's the real, like, you, nigga, mm-hmm. you, what, now it's, oh, let's all come together because I need my masters. If I get free, I'm free, y'all all. Didn't Harriet say that? <laughs> then you also say that slavery was a choice. So I'm going to just do some simple math and say that you chose to sign that contract. And here you are living with your choice. New slaves. New slaves. <laughs> like, it's like, come on. like Hello? And, and so that's my biggest, like... Get into it. I, I'm loving this energy. Give, this. Keep it yes, up. Yes, because it's like, I understand, like, we can, I can go on and on about content creating and ownership of your work and everything that you do. Right. Um, But it's just like, Kanye, please. The icing on the cake. It was a lot of icing on this cake. Oh, well, this, oh, this got me going. <laughs> it was a sprinkles. <laughs> this is what got me going is when he tweeted... <clears throat> That he had, I am going to personally see to it that Taylor Swift gets her masters back. Please. Kanye. Kanye. So you want black folks to rally to help you. Help a white woman. Help the white woman. That you disrespected on national TV. A decade ago. And on that fucking song that was a couple years ago. Kanye, kiss my ass. Please. Like, it's just, like, a whole bunch of bullshit. He's got the new Yeezy. Like, it's just mad shit going on. 
Like, I just wish that he can just rant in a more concise way, but this also goes back to mental health and, like... This is so unorganized. Like Through and through it. I just said, the nerve, you said you were going to personally see to it? He's also, you were going to personally see that this white girl get her masters back. He's also going to see to it that Puma and Adidas come back together because Puma's designs are trash, and he's going to... All these promises... And I'm just like... He also demanded an apology from Drake. And J. Cole. I'm like... He better leave Aubrey alone. <laughs> because oh, Aubrey's gonna have you on your neck one day. You know who's next to smell the divorce in the air, right? <laughs> you know. You know. Like, <laughs> Miss Kim K? Kim is trying to divorce him without getting the backlash of leaving a black man with mental health. And also her kids. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hello, but I'm, honey, she wants to leave him. All this shit that he's pulling. This nigga <sighs> said, we are going to transparently change every album deal, every publishing deal, every merch deal, every touring deal, except for Drake's deals. <laughs> the pettiness is disgusting. I don't know. Like, um, taking it off of my fucking you know disdain for Kanye sometimes um the larger message of like yeah like your favorite artist business is not together like these artists love to you know sit and um allude to like I got so much bang but we've seen it like this is not new we seen this with just recently with the Migos they saying that QC owed the money right like we see this how do you sound like a 360 deal I think from prop pretty sure with fucking Atlantic yeah. like it's just a bunch of stuff like even down to like some of the, the music industry the in, the entertainment industry all in all is a fucked up place and it's been like that since the dawn of time like yeah, Prince was complaining about it back in the fucking day when he was alive like he even went as far as to change his fucking name yeah and then something came out where it was like something in his contract where like Jay-Z was able to sell Kanye's masters to get his masters it got really weird. Yeah, he said that was a lie. Yeah, he did come back yeah, today and say that um, it was a lie. And stop putting brothers against each other. <laughs> like, a whole bunch of bullshit, but I really wouldn't put that past Jay-Z, to be honest. Low-key. <laughs> it's I mean, a dog-eat-dog world out listen, here. Title will not share out their data with their with the people that are signed, so... We are entitled Y'all fudge numbers over there So please I don't, Please uh, Please I'm all set Yeah But While we're on Under The rock Umbrella of things With Kanye and Jay Z talk mm-hmm. Rihanna Was recently spotted Filming something With Young Thug Hopefully sure. it's something For the album But the album Rihanna's album <laughs> Hopefully like, If y'all think Rihanna's Giving us any music That's cute I would hope it's not. It better be a fucking visual album at this point. She's giving us background vocals on this Thugger track. If that. I wouldn't put it past you because your tongue is gold on this <laughs> mic. Like, you've spoken so much things into truth. But what's crazy about all this is um, Thugger recently recorded a video of a chain that Chris Brown got him. Mm-hmm. And Rihanna's voice was heard in the background. So... Rihanna, Chris Brown, and Young Doug was in the studio together, which is amazing to me. I child, that's gonna get the people going, child. It really did. People were under the comments going fucking crazy. But to be honest, I really think um, 
Chris Brown is Rihanna's true love, and she'll oh never, my God. she'll never get over him. She'll never get over him. But she got under a billionaire, so. I think they broke up, babe. Yeah, but they on and off. So is her and Chris Brown. It happens. <laughs> Chris also, never mind. See, I'm not okay. Please. <laughs> but um, while we're here, let's talk about the queen, Nicki Minaj. She recently won a lawsuit against Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take this time to say, like, when it rains, it pours. Look at y'all, above ass niggas. But it doesn't pour forever. So I want to say, like, what was this last year? Nikki went through so much, and it was even hard for me to like even defend her. You know, I have to defend some her. Some of it was self-inflicted. Maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> It was very hard to defend her, but it was just so much, so much attacks, you know, mm-hmm. like from Cardi's rise being a fucking attack on her career, people pinning them together, mm-hmm. her feeding into it, yeah, the Remy situation, um, the whole fucking Nicki Minaj hate train becoming a thing, yeah, um, her album not going number one because Travis Scott fucking attached merch to album sales, mm-hmm. like that whole debacle, um, the fucking actual physical fight that ensued, hello at the Harper's issue. Bazaar party, that was a whole debacle, Queen Radios, like it's just been so much, like her fucking marrying Petty, Kenneth Petty. People like you attacking him, <laughs> and I have to defend that, you know, because so basically you were tired. I, I have been tired, <laughs> but I feel like, like, like I said, it doesn't rain forever. To anyone who's going through something right now, whether it's a breakup, a job loss, any possible fucking thing, when it rains, it pours. But let me tell you something, baby. It does not rain forever, okay? Mm-hmm. Because now Mama's is with child, two number ones this year, and she won this fucking lawsuit that ensued during the time of the fucking hate train. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Nikki had a song that was with Nas called Sorry. Sorry. And basically, it samples Tracy Chapman's song, um, Zari. Is all that you can do? <laughs> okay. So I sampled that song. It was very cute. I, pretty much to me, the context of the song was Nas and Nicki Minaj breaking up. Mm-hmm. And in the song, like, she's telling him sorry. And they. They're both, like, rapping as to why, like, the relationship didn't work out. And it was supposed to be featured on the Queen album. Yeah. But didn't because of this bitch, Tracy. So, all in all, like, I'm just happy to see things turn around for my Queen. And I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners who, you know, share this love that I have for Nicki Minaj. You know, she's also one... We were just talking about, like, speaking things into existence. I feel like listening to her old work, like, she pretty much, like, manifested the life that she has now in terms Mm -hmm. of the child, marriage, the love, like, everything. Absolutely. You know, like, in those interviews, they asked her, like, where do you see yourself in a couple years? And she said, like... She's on par. Yeah. She wants to have a baby. So, I aspire to be in... 
that place of life, you know, and just to continue to manifest. So, pushing positivity into the life of Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone who is in the reign of things of life right now is one Tory Lanez. This nigga is you got served outside in the pouring rain. rain. Yeah, he's facing the headwinds at the moment, (laughs) for sure. Tory Lanez, after the whole Megan Thee Stallion debacle, specifically him shooting. Shooting? Yeah. Um now he's being sued by a Miami man for an assault that took place last year. So, you know, I doubt the odds are gonna be in his favor, especially when fucking law enforcement is looking for something to fucking stick on Tory at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely gonna be something that we'll be watching. But y'all I want to say pray for Tori, but we wish him well. You know, like, I don't even think he's deserving of prayers at the moment, giving, given what he's done to the beloved the stallion. Here <laughs> 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 you go. There you go. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I can't. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Listen, he's going to have a tough couple of years. It's gonna be long term. Yeah. Um, sorry. There's just no way to cut. Like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but hey, his label's called One Umbrella. So, hello. The rain. I know. You <laughs> can make this shit up. We cannot. Do it all the time, Jeff. So, you wanna talk about Mike Tyson? <laughs> Mike Tyson, a biopic. Yes, it's a big thing. So, as you may or may not know, Tyson recently um, released a book. Yeah. And it's a big thing. Apparently, like. He's very interesting. I want to see this movie so bad. It's like take a look. He has a podcast. I, I know, podcast, and it's very like he has some really interesting conversation. Yeah, just conversation with with people about life and yeah. like his thought process. You be like, oh, shit. I see. Why I'm gonna get into that, but he put a bit off somebody here. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, just some things. I'm just like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Jamie Fox is the one that's gonna play Tyson in this biopic, and that's very on par. This is good. Mm-hmm. We're at a good start because you mean we we know that Jamie lives, breathes, and bodies Vols. folks. Let me it tell rolls. you something. Yep. Jamie is packing. Like he, I saw an interview with him. How I got all of this information. He put on pounds. Like he's weighing between like two sixteen to two thirty four yeah. the roll, and he is bulky right now. Oh shit! Like really bulky. I haven't and, seen Jamie. And I, like, you would never rules. think. I don't even think he showed it. Oh. But he he like put his phone like you saw a picture on his phone mm-hmm. but he's super bulky and plus like I guess um there's like new effects within production that's gonna be used for this movie as well that's gonna like even add on like definition and muscle to so he'll really look like Mike Tyson who I sound like at the moment because these fucking braces <laughs> but um yeah so Jamie basically spoke about how he met Mike while performing at a stand-up show back when he did comedy and how at that time was like during the prime of Tyson and how he like gives like a great Mike Tyson imp- 
impersonation mm-hmm. and he was about to tell a joke at the show and the audience members were fucking quiet and then somebody screamed like Tyson's hair so then he was like you like <laughs> shocked right now <laughs> And then um, basically, shit in my pants. Yeah. And basically, like a rap or one of Mike's people told him to tell the joke, but it better be fucking funny. So he told a joke, and I guess it was funny. Like they met up afterwards and laughed and kikied, haha. Mm-hmm. All was well. He mentioned that was the first time he met Mike, and then he also. Mm-hmm. He also <laughs> mentioned that he spoke to Mike when Mike was basically going broke. Like, yeah. For those of you who don't know, like Tyson was a rich motherfucker. Like, picture the coinage that fucking Mayweather has times ten during that time. Yes. You know, and like also imagine how much of a dick he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like basically, he was like a fucking monster. Um, he lived in that big ass fucking house that um Fifty Cent bought. Yeah, in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Like huge like he owned fucking tigers like his life was fucking lavish and he lost a lot of it due to bullshit like taxes not paying the irs like people Mm -hmm. robbing him things like that so jamie basically spoke to him during that time as well and he was saying that um it was interesting like the conversation because he asked him like hey mike like how are you doing and then he was saying like I don't have crazy amounts of money right now like I'm genuinely happy mm-hmm. he was saying that right now there are no vultures around to take anything from him so he's like really just really secure within himself yeah. so that was very interesting for me given like someone who had all this money and this lavish lifestyle like for you to lose a large portion of it and for you to find happiness afterwards and that's something that he speaks about a lot on his podcast that's fucking amazing. So I definitely like want to see this movie for. Definitely, it's definitely going to be a very heavy and emotional journey. Because yeah. Mike, he has like I said, his story is. Whew. Yeah, I don't even know much about it, and I don't plan to. I don't even want to see the previews because I feel like previews to say give away too much. Yeah. But um, an issue someone had was Robin Givens, legendary bad bitch actress Mm -hmm. within these streets. She's known for being in some of your favorite movies. Um, Robin Givens was Tyson's first wife. Yeah. She sent both Jamie Foxx and Mike Tyson a cease and desist letters. Girl, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, um, really fuck you. Because I (laughs) wanted to know what was going on with that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, basically, she doesn't want to be mentioned or portrayed in the film due to the alleged domestic abuse mm-hmm. she endured during the marriage. Yeah. So, Tyson can't even talk about her on the podcast. So, it's a big thing. She's not having it. Um, she doesn't well, want... On the playground. <laughs> yeah. Keep it there. Leave it. Yeah. She doesn't want her um, character to be defamed. So, she's, she's lawyering up, you know? And that's smart, though. Definitely because, smart. Yeah. Or then you get people like fucking little Kim still crying about notorious. Like please, <laughs> please, like oh. you're fucking lawyered up, bitch. <laughs> please. Um, speaking of lawyering up, you know Black China is no stranger to fucking lawyering up. Um, Tough. she recently. I don't even know. She, when she was. Interview or something. She doesn't do interviews. Like, when the fuck did she start doing interviews? Since she released the song that we never spoke about. <sighs> and we won't speak about it. We won't. Period. Angela, please. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Angela. Please, girl, no. Mamas is really out here doing a lot. 
in pursuit of the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, she is on OnlyFans. She has a fucking show on Zeus for her life. And she has another one for the life of people who are on OnlyFans. And then her mama had one. Her mother has one. I'm about to get Zeus. She has a whole bunch of shit going on. She's selling lashes. Um, (laughs) Lips gloss. Um, a bunch of shit. She recently posted the fucking video of her doing, what do you call the, um, sound shit that people love? MSR. Oh, okay. Yeah, ASMR. ASMR. Mm -hmm. She was doing that fucking combing hair (laughs) and fucking spraying oil sheen on synthetic wigs. So she's really about a coin. You know, we admire her for that, even though we haven't seen her on a big checklist and it's been 13 weeks, but China continue pushing forward. So, most notably, she's had a child for Tyga and Rob Kardashian, and people would call her a gold digger and things of the sort, assuming that she was on child support. She recently reported on the show. They asked her, like, what would you consider your biggest Biggest flex? flex. Mm -hmm. And she basically said her biggest flex is providing for her kids and not putting Tyga and Rob on child support. Mm Mm-hmm. And with this, like, it just really made me think, like, China, is that really a flex? Like, number one, like, you're a mom. You know, like, you're supposed to provide for your children, right? I think it's a flex for her because of her background and how the Kardashians really tried to kill her image. More so, I'm not saying try to kill her image, but like, I mean, it's easy to paint her as, you know, she was a stripper, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you have going for yourself? Oh, especially since the whole thing when her and Rob split was like, oh, you only had a baby out of spite to get back at Tyga and you won some money and blah, right. blah, blah. And so, obviously, the next predictable move would be to put them, put them on child support. Yes and no. I feel like um, the kids. The way how I saw it, perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like the kids were more so like a security blanket. You know, like if shit was really supposed to go sour, mm-hmm. she's going to put, the, and that's going to be a big check from both of them. Because let's be clear, like. Let's see, I ain't waiting for shit to go sour. Y'all know how I'm going. We get on that <laughs> immediately. The big checklist. Hello. How much so. But. Be in the know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be clear. King who is the son of China and Tyga that's Tyga's only kid Mm -hmm. Rob Dream is her only is his only fucking daughter and his only fucking kid Mm -hmm. why would they not take care of their their only fucking kid (laughs) you get what I'm saying like I know I I get what you're saying I mean I'm not I think she might have been also this could also tie into how what we talked about last week with Summer Walker and be like oh you asking you know men for all this money and she could be alluding to that too as well of being like I'm not like these other rapper baby mom that be sitting here having baby and you asking and you over here going to court begging for some money she could be shitting on the the fathers Mm -hmm. or she could be shitting on the other other rapper baby moms or the baby mamas of the fucking industry but the way I see perspective again everything Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't shit on the fathers because they're not the child is not in need of support you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you see the Kardashian clan... No, nigga, support me. I don't care how, how well support <laughs> no, 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 no. Whenever you see the Kardashian clan, like the babies of Dream, Sto- Stormy, North True, Street, oh, True, all of them, Dream uh, is in there. All of them. With the pictures with all of them. Mm-hmm. 
So Rob has that child. Yeah. You know, so it's not like you're fucking with deadbeat. So like that statement was just like a little far gone for me, you know? But to each its own. Um, while we're talking about the Kardashians, let's talk about the person who put them all on. That's hot. That's hot. Totally. <laughs> the head bitch that's been doing this. Since fucking doing the it. Original it girl. Okay? Y'all bitches don't even know what it is. Paris was famous for being fucking famous. Like, wake up, hoes! You <laughs> <laughs> bitches Hello. not feel her. Hello, like... Paris was that like she basically paved the way for Ari the Don, Jada Waiter, <laughs> Karen Jinsweet, Aaliyah J. All these girls are just fucking famous for being famous, popular. And, but no, these no, these new age bitches are just famous just because of like whatever. This bitch was real life rich and famous. Really had to be on the streets calling the paparazzi, fucking going party to party. Hello. <laughs> you know, like in the latest cars. So hot. I just, Mad dogs. I, like, I just crashed my Porsche. Hello. Like I'm getting a new one Tuesday. So I'm glad you're talking like that. So in this new documentary, she basically revealed no, she has, like, an interview, basically. And she revealed... Yes, that, it's on YouTube, right? Yes. Yes, I haven't watched it, but it's in my to watch later. Yeah, so that little voice that you were putting on, that uh-huh. she's known for, mm-hmm. it's not real. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so apparently... Me. Yeah, I know. Like, I... So basically, she, she, like, was speaking in her real voice, which is sort of like Kim K-ish. Okay. So it's like, uh, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um. It's like, it's like, yeah. But it's more like, it's not slurry. Yeah. Like me. So. So, yeah, so basically she was saying that she's been playing a character for years. Um, she doesn't speak like that. She's not a dumble on. She says she's actually super intelligent. Uh, but nobody cares. What struck me <laughs> with this whole thing was she blowing my town. <laughs> I never took Paris to be a dumb bitch, like ever. ever. You know, like she she was very much so always in the know. She had multiple streams of income. Yeah. You know, like she was selling like, merch. She pioneered like, the fucking reality TV with her and fucking Nicole. Nicole. Nicole Richie. Hello. Let's be the simple clear. life, like that, and it was really their simple ass life. life like, and I was tuned in. Cutting up, Nicole is a funny ass bitch till this day. Mm-hmm. But the Y two K era of things is coming back. So get your Von Dutch hats if you haven't already done so. Oh, baby, your I Von can't Dutch wait. jeans, your Juicy Couture sweatsuit. That's what I'm channeling for my 25th birthday this year, y'all. Y two K through and through. Really, I need to get an outfit. Yeah. Oh wow. I have two months. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Get your throwback Chanel glasses like the other girls and get a line. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a big thing. Um. Basically, I never really took Paris Hilton to be a dumb bitch. I felt like she was always aware of her impact I and her influence. I need to see influence. how she. I need to see how she. How she look now. She's, she's the giving, same. Oh, but she's okay. a little less trashy. And I felt like even when she, like, came back in that easy campaign, like, I want to say a year or two ago, mm-hmm. she just looked outdated. So mm-hmm. I feel like she needs to give up this character. Fine. But all in all, through and through, I feel like Paris, like, I feel like she's trying to rebrand. Yeah. You know, so. And, I, and I'm never mad at somebody trying to do that. 
at all, except for Trey Songs, right? But um, all in all, <laughs> all in all, right. mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish has the best of luck on things. Um, while we're talking about the Y2K era of things, um, you know, Eve, the show was like a huge thing. Like yes. during the girlfriend's era, one on one. I was in tune to Eve yes. when she was named Shelly. So I, I know. Like, why? So we finally found out why the show was canceled. Eve mentioned it's because she was she was young. She was the youngest cast member. Basically, it was the time when she was transitioning from touring mm-hmm. and being a recording artist to being an actress. Yeah. So she had to like kind of slow her life down in a lot of ways. And basically, she spoke about how she was partying a lot. And she would show up late to record and and film and film yeah. so it was a whole thing fumbled a cute little bag child definitely fumbled a bag that tv bag is heavy okay so let's look at this you fucking see girlfriends on netflix mm-hmm. all the shows coming back so it's Even like though they be showing the reruns of eve on um um tv one i don't have cable oh okay yeah i haven't had cable for like four years well you know my parents old so i um, have one house yeah <laughs> good for you <laughs> 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 this is a good for you episode. How about that? <laughs> good for you, girl. <laughs> so um, she was three seasons in, and basically they had to just pull the plug because she was just difficult to work with, sort of like fucking meaning. You can't oh, get my. too comfortable. This is true too. Yeah. You can, you cannot get too comfortable. Don't you ever get too comfortable? <laughs> Okay, that's the fucking lesson of the week. Don't get too comfortable. Mm. Okay, um, let's talk about COVID. You know, it's getting cold. It's getting really fucking cold. I don't know what impact the cold is going to have on the spread of COVID. Hopefully, it's a negative impact. But, however, she the um, scientists over at the University of Pittsburgh, they discovered an antibody that neutralizes the cause of COVID-19. I don't believe all this science shit. I do. Every day, something new with this COVID shit keeps motherfucking changing. Mm. And so, this leads me to believe that nobody knows anything. This is true. I just want to hope for hope's sake. (laughs) I just want everybody to keep on a motherfucking mask and ask about it. Great transition. So, did you know in NYC, like, if you don't have on your mask, they can fine you $50. What? (laughs) Yes, honey. (laughs) You know somebody that that, that got fined? Honey, it's the law. Like, you can Google it. Who put this on the law? The mayor? (laughs) You can be fined $50. Y'all niggas need to be abrushed as to what's going on. Because I see a lot of y'all niggas out here, no mask yeah, the cops included who are finding the people. <laughs> Hello? So people are up in arms due to this fucking fine. And it's a big thing going on. $50? That's bullshit. $50 fucking also, dollars. you already know what this is going to do, though. You're going to find... That's just... Enough. Another way for these cops to fucking meet their quota at the end of the fucking month. Yeah, and all you're going to do is send people down to a fucking... The fucking court and... Or Third Avenue. And dismiss it. Hello? Wasting my goddamn time. But $50 is OD. Like, should have been like 25 for a fucking mask. Some of those masks, you can't even breathe. You cannot breathe. Like, I literally, like, can't even wear my cloth mask anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I need the fucking blue hospital one so I can breathe through it. Like, yeah. it's 
terrible. But that concludes our checklist portion of this week's episode. Yes. I have another checkpoint. Yes. And this is a goodie. Yeah. Um, so I want to speak about what do you think is the issue with dating bisexual men? So I want to tell you how I came up <laughs> with this topic. Um, so Lisa Ray, she was on Fox Soul, and yes. she revealed that she dated a bisexual man mm-hmm. within the industry. Within the industry. That was the part that got everybody, like, like who is it? Who is it? Like, is it 50? Because you played in his butt before. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. She did? Oh, you yikes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Um, so Lisa Ray basically went on to speak about it. Vivica and, and fucking Claudia, all these bitches was like, oh, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? But nobody really got into like what exactly, mm-hmm. why people looked at them sideways. Um, also, oh gosh. also this week, Sky from Black Ink, she had an interview with Hollywood Unlocked. And she basically spoke about this topic as well. I don't like her. Bisexual men and like just like men being able to express themselves. Two bitches ate her out. Yeah, she mentioned that two bitches ate her out <laughs> in the Waffle House on the floor. She has no self <laughs> respect. She's a fucking whore. That's that's how you feel. She's a fucking whore that cried about fucking not having her kids. No, no, no. We are gonna stay on so, topic. Okay, <laughs> we are gonna stay on topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the name of this episode is off topic, and that's where I'm gonna take us right like now. I like it. Okay, off this, topic. This is off topic. Like Sky from Black Ink, bitch. Like you really need counseling. You need severe counseling <laughs> and therapy the way you really fucking exploited fucking giving oh up God. your kids to bring them back to re-traumatize them on screen for a dollar I ain't been deep though you're a sick ass bitch and now you're laying your fucking newly body down in the fucking bathroom floor of <laughs> Waffle, Waffle House, House. And, and having, we know that you know I love Waffle House just as much as the next I person I love the All Star okay Okay, but bitch, this is what you're doing, and you get in out by two bitches, two fuck, and who knows what these bitches got? Who knows what the floor has? Yes, and you just <laughs> spread motherfucking eagle. <laughs> no. So she basically said all that to say, like, how come, like, men aren't able to like articulate like their yeah. sexual rendezvous in yeah. the same way mm-hmm. women are? Because you know, like, I feel like we even spoke about this before. Like, a woman is able to say, like, oh, I had. A fucking threesome with three bitches. Mm-hmm. Four bitches. No, two bitches. Three bitches. <laughs> the numbers. <laughs> I love and um, if a guy says that, oh, like, he even, like, kissed another guy during a game. Oh. It's big drama. And I feel like they even touched on it in Insecure. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just want to bring that topic to the Checkers podcast. Also, also this week... Andrew Gillum. Get, get him. Yeah, he basically revealed that he's bisexual, Shh. which was also a big thing because I believe he's married to one. Yes, they really. You know, it's something real, real funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going off topic again. Oh my god. It's something real funny going on with fucking Andrew 
Gilliam, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. First of all, nigga, we found you butt-ass naked with some male escorts and some meth. Please. Oh, my God. And they done shipped you away. Then you gonna come back and be like, I'm bisexual. No, nigga. I didn't even know about this. Yes, this happened, I want to say, like, a year ago. He was he was, he was, was in the race to run f- to be Florida's um, governor. Oh, shit. Hell. Yes. <laughs> like, this is you cutting it's, it's up. giving scandal. <laughs> and no one living your Pope in sight. To fix so it. So he sits down and has this interview. But for some reason, and guys, y'all can go and try to find this. I cannot find the full hour-long interview on the internet. Oh, wow. Well, the clip that I seen was enough to get back to my tech point <laughs> of well, what's the issue with dating bisexual men? I want to know your take on this. You are the representation of your gender, so I just want to know. Um, I don't think there's an issue with men being bisexual. I think, and speaking to, um, speaking for like the black community. We already know that, you know, identifying as anything other than heterosexual is an issue. And so... But I feel like it's more so an issue for men. But yeah, so for men specifically, I, I think that men, um, the way sex is discussed and um, learned in our community by both genders is just like it's very tunneled right so it's like yes. even as like women like we're not supposed to like like certain things or like speak about certain things in a certain way but for men it's like you, you guys are supposed to like a certain type of thing right right and so um, that's what like a lot of men <laughs> this also ties in um <laughs> What does it tie into? Because remember that that article I sent you, or maybe Deanna sent us of the guy who shot his doctor. Oh yeah, I sent it to you. Yes, for the fucking for getting his checking his prostate, he came right, and so like a lot of I want to in fucking Florida. Yes. Hello. I think a lot of men aren't um, as sexually aware of of like what brings them pleasure. Not too. Um, and so, like, even if you, you if you tell a straight man, like, you know, like, oh, like, I want to finger my butt, or like, can I play with your asshole? Like, a woman <laughs> who may want to do that to a man because that's something that she may be into. Like, he's like, nah, like, that's gay. Like, I don't want nothing in my butt, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whole time, like, that's your G spot. Hello. And you don't know that because you just have this fucking narrow ass view of like what pleasure is and what you should or how you should receive pleasure. So they don't feel comfortable. I also think that women have a role in that too of like projecting men not feeling comfortable exploring in the bedroom or, you know, exploring sexuality, right? Right. Because I think women can also be very um, anti, like um, very homophobic. Um, mm-hmm. In heterosexual situations of being like, that's gay. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from someone who, like, I, that's something that I had to self check and learn um, in myself of like, no, like, that's actually like very like narrow minded of me to think that way, right? Because you might want to experiment something. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that you necessarily are like you know you like another gender or what oh maybe and, and even if you do then you're coming into that and then that's something that we can discuss right or whatever the case may be but offering that safe space right for men to feel comfortable doing that i don't think a lot of black men have that with women and they damn sure don't have it with, and I don't, I don't know 
I just feel like to like from my POV of things, I feel like it definitely comes from insecurity mm-hmm. within the women who have like this viewpoint of a man being bisexual. Like there's this phobia of oh like if we're together and we're in a committed relationship like what if he wants a man. something that I can never give him mm-hmm. you know I feel like it comes from that fear you know a lot of it so this goes back to the girls having the threesomes to keep their nigga is that like if you knowing that you are with if your partner is bisexual and maybe let's say for instance Take for instance Andrew Gillum and his wife, right? She knew. She knew. Right. And if we're going with that story of that she knew, then it's like, I'm looking more so like, okay, well, why wasn't a more safe space created for him to explore? Mm, This is true. I'm just saying, like, why did it end up in drugs in a hotel, motel, escort service? This is true. As a married man, like, that's not... You know, so it's it, it's I think a lot has to do with security and like creating that space for for men to um you know feel comfortable right. expressing these things. Right. I also think too like with fans. Also, this whole myth of and this is something too that I've I was once guilty of of like thinking that like men and and and, and I'm speaking you know when I was a young grasshopper didn't know no better but like men I. Yeah, I thought that, like, men could not be bisexual. Like, it's like, oh, no, you couldn't possibly want to fuck my pussy. And then you also possibly, like, receive any type of pleasure from a man as well. Because women have this thing of, like, but I have it all. (laughs) No, like, for real, like, I got a mouth. (laughs) I got an ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what more could you possibly want? Wow. Right? And it's just a narrow way of looking at sex and pleasure and just sexuality within itself. And it's like, bitch. But I feel like it's... Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's also, too, like, what I was going to get into, like, you actually touched on part of it, is, like, how is it okay for, like, women to be actually really bisexual? And it's totally fine. Like... Like, it's even in songs. Like, my bitch is like bitches, but none of my bitches bad to her. You know what I'm saying? But, the guy, no mas. No. Well, Dream Dog did say that Tori wanted a threesome with another nigga. With her and another nigga. And that was her diss track to him. <laughs> so, you know, like, right, yeah. adding to my point. That's, yeah, that, but that speaks to it. Um, I, I feel like it's... A lot of it is just rooted in, like, this, like... Insecurity. Yeah, insecurity. And also, I feel like with, with women, too, is, like, men... I mean, I guess if, if I had to identify, I guess I identified as bisexual at one point in my life, right? right. I don't know. I felt like I just liked whoever I liked. So, if I was dating a girl at the time, then that's who I was dating. If I was dating a nigga at the time, then that's who I was dating. Like, it just did not matter, right? right. But I think... Explain this to guys that I date that like you know like I'm like I'm also attracted to women like they automatically equate that like oh do yes. something. Oh, <laughs> that's the reaction that you've gotten. Yeah, like of like oh like oh like they were like oh yeah like, I don't care that you also find women attractive because like they don't like, care. It's it's like more for them, right? Right. It's like, oh, like this is cool. Like I got a girl that also likes girls as well. Blah blah. blah. But right. I think like. Like, like you said, it's it's something to do with insecurity, though, for for women to have that same comfortability for yes. for a man to be like, 
I also am attracted, attracted to, men. to men. Right. Like, but, I don't know too many women that are going to be like, ooh. Right. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, ooh. But I feel like, too, like, it does take a very secure woman to really even build a strong partnership with a man in knowing that he's bisexual. Absolutely. You know, so it's definitely, I think we really hit it together, like hit the nail on the head. And what I really want to close this out with saying is that, like, ladies, if you think you never fucked um, a bisexual man, think again. Yeah, think again. Think again. (laughs) Let me tell you. It might be a few. Okay. Ciao. And now let's get into our checkmate portion of the show. Yes, darling. Um, I really quickly was gonna just give mine to the creators of the Cutie Show. This has been going up and on. We've been giving Netflix so much goddamn praise, and this is what they come around and do. I know, like I just don't understand Clearly that why. Was the white side of the thing. Yeah, like seeing these little ass fucking kids and these skimpy clo- little ass girls in these skimpy clothes. What's even more? Please get into it. Get into okay. it. So, cuties, is this supposed to be fucking dance twerk like coming of age story? And essentially, it just it from the previews, it's young ass girls fucking popping their ass in skimpy clothes and skimpy ass clothes doing God knows what, wearing makeup, all type of shit, right? And what's even more alarming is that this fucking this fucking movie. Is like rated like mature audience, which even which even makes it even sicker. That's it's like, really who, fucking Who are you sick. really targeting this to? Yeah, I think it needs to be removed ASAP without even like giving too much energy to it. Like without a fucking question. And it's a question. French film. It's filmed in France. With all these fucking um, pedophiles and sex offenders, like it just needs to be gone, a hundred percent. You know, like. What's even more problematic of this all is that, like, you know, like, I guess, like, the, the star girl who the story is centered around um, is, you know, a black girl. And I'm just, like, adding fucking hypersexuality and all this other shit to black fucking girls. Like, this was just a poor film. This is bad. Like, I don't know who the fuck's under. I don't know why Netflix even... Cleared that. Like, it should have never what been fucking... Cl- like, don't you have any Y'all fucking kids? Y'all been doing kids? good. Y'all been Y'all don't have any up. fucking kids. Like, come on. Like, that and needs to be And I these little ass bitches is popping ass. Like, really? Don't want to see that. And then, I don't know if you've seen, like... um there's been like a lot of people have been speaking out about this but then some people tried to give like backlash to like some of those shows like the dancing dolls like the majorette dancing and stuff like that I'm like no 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 it does not compare no 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 majorette dancing is an art form (laughs) granted I'm not saying that twerking is not an art but not for young ass girls on Netflix wait come on come on honey uh uh yeah moving on you want to talk about oh, Melanie? It has, it has come to my attention. So, <laughs> over the past week, I have sensibly been binge-watching the game, um, the TV show, and I'm currently up to season six. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and I've done this in a week. A sick-ass bitch I am. I know. <laughs> um, and let me just tell you, Melanie is the I she has no redeemable qualities. 
as Let's a get into it because I don't remember character or fucking woman. Maybe don't she, jog my memory. She is literally the worst bitch ever. fucking bitch to ever hit the scene. Her dumb ass because and mind you, this is a, paint the picture. Let's go. This is coming from girlfriend. So let me let's full circle. Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Coming from she is the cousin to Joan. Yes. Right. And so she leaves. She turns down John Hopkins Medical School to follow her fucking college boyfriend to San Diego, where he is his third string wide receiver. And the whole first season, he cheats. She cheats. Break up, break up. They always break up, make up, whatever the case may be. <laughs> the most alarming thing, I can't even begin to like go through all the dumb shit she has done. But here's the common theme, is that she is literally a pathological liar. Oh, shit. Pathological? <laughs> She's a pathological liar. She has no regard for anybody else's feelings in anything. She is always victim. And somehow, she just always ends up getting the apology in some way. And it's like, I'm just like, bitch, you, I see why your nigga cheated on you. (laughs) You have no regard for anything. Everything is about Melanie. Everything is self-fucking-serving. And it's like, I hate bitches like that. That you cannot get outside of your own motherfucking head. No matter how many times. Like, she's had... Tasha and Melanie have, like, gone at it several times where Tasha has blatantly told her about herself. And this bitch doesn't even let that sit in because her fucking thick-ass skull... (laughs) And she's just... She just keeps going on a fucking war path. Like... I'm just like, why are you acting this way? Like, this bitch is disgusting through and through. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bitch, checkmate. Like, you were literally, like, the worst. Like, the fucking worst. Like, you secretly had an abortion with with your man's rival. Oh, shit. And now you are infertile. And then, some, <laughs> and then it's like she's mad when other people are mad at the shit that she has done. Yeah. And then she's like, but don't be mad at me because that was in the past and it's a mistake and yeah. whatever. No, bitch. Have, she just takes zero accountability in any situation. Yeah. Like, even when she apologizes to Derwin, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> I hate that. It's like, what the fuck? I hate Like, she butt. literally, like, in one of the scenes, she literally, I forgot what they were arguing about, but she was just like, but this would never happen if you didn't cheat on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Uh-uh. Melanie, she's just in, like I said, there's nothing redeemable about this bitch. Wait, I feel like there's something to be said, too, because I feel like... Then it took her six seasons after niggas nicknamed her med school. Took her six seasons to be like, I want to follow my dream. What was her dream? To become a fucking doctor. Oh, wow. And then she finally, in season six, she fucking leaves and she is in fucking Maryland doing her residency program. Bitch, it took you six years. Niggas nicknamed you med school. You did not care about med school. You just, you, oh God, I can't go. That's what I want to get into. So basically, I feel like there's something to be said about these people who sacrifice for the sake of a relationship but then they keep they hold on to what they sacrifice yes 
because she sacrificed going to fucking med school to be with him but it was constantly like shitty ass program like bitch he didn't even put you in UCLA it was constantly like held over his head like I sacrificed for you I sacrificed for you and it was just like you had ample time but your parents came and begged you to leave and guess what you stayed yeah so it was just like let it go babe she yeah she's just let it go I cannot stand bitches like her don't sacrifice anything that you really don't want to sacrifice because at the end of the day you will regret it but while we're on the topic of the game um apparently it's getting revived um it's announced with them though Mm -hmm. because I don't care about the other people like I don't care about Lauren like no shade but yeah I want a job for Lauren so find a way to put her in there please Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> um, apparently, it's announced that it'll come back on Paramount Plus, which is the new streaming service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully everything will work out. I think I need to rewatch the game now that she. Oh, please. <laughs> Once you do, you're going to be checking so fucking repulsive. It's like, this bitch is so annoying. I feel like it's going to be so much to untap. Like, like oh my gosh. She, like, she's like, you know how I hate the pick me? Like, she's like. She's definitely a pick me. Yeah, but like, she's like a. <laughs> different branch of pick me though because like bitch you're picked <laughs> see why are you still cutting up like this like she has a problem with everything like and her life is always in a fucking shambles and but but it's always somebody else's fault yeah never like bitch tone the fuck in like bitch i haven't seen you with a fucking med book in two seasons <laughs> i'm definitely gonna re- re-watch that for sure yeah, everyone should though but it is a nice watch though. Like you can literally get through a season a day. Really? How much episodes? It varies. I think like the, like the first two, two. No, I think the first three seasons maybe like twenty episodes. Mm. But like they're twenty Each? minutes long. Oh. That's why. Like they're so fast. I just so. feel like it was so long. Like watching it on TV. It was. So now I'm going. I'm on season six where like they moved to BT and you know they got a little bit more. Oh, money. got gotcha. you. You got Lawrence from Insecure. What's his name? Blue. Yeah, Blue on there. And he was on Lauren London's man. Mm-hmm. Melanie was on that too, right? No, Melanie wasn't on season six. How did they transition it over? Um, What was... Initially... Oh, well, she... At the end of season five, Melanie is going to Maryland. Right. And Derwin got traded to the football team in Baltimore. And Derwin is the one that's still playing with Blue. No, Malik is the one that's still playing with Blue. So who's the star of the, the season six? Blue and Lauren London's character, essentially. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they should <laughs> definitely be giving Lauren a check. Yeah. Okay, Um. but that closes out this week's episode. Yes, oh y'all know where to find us. Catch us on Instagram at the Checkers Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to oh. check us out. Okay? And also continue to flood um at Black Effect <laughs> Podcast. So a couple of y'all do it. Yes, we appreciate y'all. Mm, like tell Charlemagne where the real content lives right here, darling. Okay. All the time. And um, thank you again for listening. And this is the Checkers Podcast. Bye. Oh, this is Chuckles, baby, you was playing chess. <laughs>